0: Out everyone, welcome to gofeffy Break on Unsafe Space. My name is Carter Laren, and uh, you're watching what we do every Friday and Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm normally joined by Carrie Smith. I will be joined by her shortly. Um, she is dealing with some stuff and uh, cut her some slack. She'll be here in just a minute. So. Welcome everyone. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, you could make sure you're subscribed to YouTube, they like to uh, unsubscribe people without our, or their consent. So uh, go double check you're subscribed, you can always like it, share it. And if you want to support us financially, you can do that through Subscribestar, YouTube, Locals, Um, you can just go to unsafespace.com slash donate and find all the ways to do that. Uh, Let's see. We have book club. Our next book club is, I don't have the book. I think it's by my bedside. I don't have the book with me. It's Thought Criminal by Michael Rechtenwald. Uh, It's a fiction book. It's pretty short. It's good so far. Uh, I'm enjoying it, so uh, hop on that. The book after that, which we like to announce so that people can get a head start if they want, is The Fourth Turning by William Strauss. You can go to our uh, book club page on unsafespace.com. You can buy those books or just check on dates and that kind of stuff. You can also see old book club shows there um, so yeah the other thing i want to do the other housekeeping a couple more housekeeping things i want to do um, one is if you haven't noticed um we have a new series called the great reset and it's hosted by ian k aka comics division many of you know him as comics division he is—he's uh, going to be producing a series here on Unsafe Space called "Great Reset," all about the World Economic Forum's uh, plans to take over the world. So uh, <laughs> enjoy that. Um, also, if you want to—if you like clips, these shows tend to run long or coffey breaks. But for all of our shows, we do generate clips, and there's an Unsafe Space clips channel you can go to. You can also go to unsafe.space.com/clips. Okay, I think that's—I think that's. Oh, wait, one more thing. Beverly will get upset if I don't do this I have to do this I have to plug the shirts here's a shirt we also have hoodies and other stuff it doesn't have to be a shirt and we have many designs this is one of my favorite the power of the white girl I'm offended on your behalf so white girls everywhere you can get this for the karen in your neighborhood as a uh, belated christmas present all right there's a lot to go through today um and I'm a little hesitant to start the GameStop stuff without Carrie, but it is long and intense, and it's probably the right thing to start with. So I'm going to do that, and uh, and then she'll just pop in at some point. So let me begin by reminding everyone: I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I'm not telling you to buy shares sell shares hold shares do anything with shares I'm not giving you financial advice don't ever come after me uh, claiming that I cost you money, so Some of you will this will be basic some of you uh, Don't know anything about this, so you're gonna need this someone wants me to turn my volume up, okay Let me know if that's better Dion, okay, so we're going to talk about what you you might be hearing about the GameStop short squeeze. It's all over the place. If you uh, if you watch any of the financial news networks, you see a lot of squawking about that. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna just kind of describe what's going on, and then some of the angst behind it, and some of the concern that the elites have, and why that is. So let's start with this short sellers. Um, Short sellers are people who uh, are basically pa- placing bets that stock will go down. They're borrowing stock with a promise to pay back in stock later, so their plan is to buy that stock that they've borrowed at a lo- lower price, thereby making the difference between the price they borrowed at uh, and the price they ended up buying at later. Um, you can you can leverage uh, your assets to do that. You can actually lose them on a lot of money uh, doing shorts, but uh, some people are really good at it. So there's a firm called Citron Research. There's lots of origin stories to this, but I'm gonna go with one of the the key things that seem to have precipitated this. Um, There's a firm called Citron Research, which is, um, they they have an online investment letter. Letter, newsletter, which is written by this guy named Andrew Left. Now, Andrew is an activist short seller. So he identifies stocks that he thinks are um, overvalued or fraudulent or whatever, and says like, "Hey, uh, you should short sell these. I'm short selling." And he and he and he does short stocks. So, um, he said, "Hey, um, GameStop, our GameStop." Now, for those of you who don't know the company, GameStop. GameStop owns those like. Uh, you've probably seen them next to Starbucks and little plazas. There's these little video game stores. You can sell your used video game to them, and then they uh, turn around and sell it at a higher price to someone else and and other stuff. So they're they're for gamers. So lots of people were shorting GameStop and GameStop, and he said that the stock price would decrease, and he uh, he shorted it publicly. He predicted this. Um, now, oh, hold on. Okay, just a message from Carrie. Just wanted to check in with her. Okay, so, so that's what he did. Now, let's actually. I'm going to try a new, a new thing today. Let's see if I can share this screen. Uh, boom. Can I share? That doesn't show anything. Doesn't show anything. Hold on. Let's try. Let's try this. Yeah. I was trying to share the screen in a cool way, but the cool way to share the screen isn't working. Um, unfortunately. Sorry. I'll share the screen the old way. So, here's the screen the old way. Uh, it might be black at first unless I fix it. Yep. okay so this guy I know you don't see it it's coming don't worry so this guy uh, he writes an article about this he writes in his newsletter hey uh, gamestop gamestop is a risk it's bad um, you know I'm shorting it that's uh, that's actually a game <laughs> that's that's a preview of what happened later so but here here's his article and he says in it hey, uh, I expect GameStop to be back down to the $20 level. This is after some some uh, pumping up already, actually. People just want to buy the stock even without thinking about the business. Uh, but to have a mall-based retailer that's actually failing, doing poor, trading at all-time highs when it comes to valuation, if you believe they're going to hit their numbers, they're trading at next 12 months 42 times EBITDA, and normally it would trade at four, blah, blah, blah. They're a high short interest for a reason because their business is pretty much in terminal decline. Nobody wants to hear that. They just want to buy bye buy. So this is him pushing back on something that, that happens later. but he, he, he uh, basically talked some shit about the stock and shorted it. Well, there's a well, there's a reddit forum called Wall Street Bets. This Reddit forum really did not like uh, really did not like this. They originally, I think they actually saw some fundamentals in the stock that they liked um that they thought were were pretty good and i think that's morphed a little bit into um more of a crusade which we'll talk about but oh wait hold on let me add carrie hey carrie
1: hi, hi.
0: i am in oh why are you coming through oh I yeah. out my you should be coming through my earphone instead of the speakers so you don't have echo i'm introducing some GameStop stuff i'm so... very
1: excited about it Keep going. All right. I'm just listening. so anyway.
0: Um, so the Reddit forum. So Wall Street beats or bets this Reddit forum. They um there's a lot of like similar to Occupy Wall Street. There's that that kind of anti-Wall Street energy going on in the forum, right? But, you know, and they and just to be clear, historically there are legitimate gripes with with Wall Street. I think there was Occupy Wall Street had a lot of legitimate gripes. Um, they're upset about the cronyism between Wall Street and the government, which is was exemplified by the bailouts in the financial crisis. Um, And look, the way it seems to work is Wall Street, not only do they have a revolving door with regulators, but they also um, take big risks and get to keep the rewards when they win. And when they lose, they just run to the government and and socialize their losses, which means we all pay. So legitimate gripes um, that the Occupy Wall Street crowd has. Typically, though, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of that crowd kind of then ends up with like this obtuse grab bag of solutions that involve more government regulation and socialism, which is – Uh, exactly the wrong answer, but some, some of those people are more liberty minded and say like, Hey, we need to, you know, get the government out of this crap. Anyway, that was kind of the set, uh, this, the sentiment on the wall street bets, Reddit channel, and they decided to get together first in a little private group, but then kind of publicly and say, Hey, we're going to fight these short sellers. These people, uh, this, this guy, uh, Andrew left, um, Citron, we're going to fight them. And we're going to try and create what's, what's called the short squeeze. And what that is, is you imagine if you're a short seller, you've bought, you've, you've bet, you've borrowed your, your stock, you got to pay it back at some date. You're counting on it to go down. You've borrowed it. Um, and, and they do hey, this, they leverage this. So they borrow, did you, more They can. Afford did you it.
1: explain this just for people who yeah, don't understand shorting, you already did. Okay, good.
0: Yeah. I understand shorting. I, I explained shorting. Okay. So what, 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 what they're trying to do is put them in what's called the short squeeze, which is drive the stock price up. So that when they have to go um, when they have to go make good and return the stock that they borrow, they have to pay a lot more. In fact, maybe so much more that they can't pay it and they go bankrupt or whatever.
1: So for example so to- let's say that games these are not the true numbers, but let's say Game St- GameStop stock was at ten dollars and they shorted a bunch of it. they bought a lot of it at 10 and they were assuming it's going to go down to seven. So they can buy it at 10, sell it at 10, wait till it goes to seven buy it back return what they had returned the one share they had borrowed and now they've made three dollars right um on that one share so right. but this would be like but if
0: it goes to 100 they own if it goes
1: to 100 shares. they owe 90 dollars on each share <laughs> right
0: <laughs> which is those numbers actually aren't that far off from what happened so yes um so uh Like I said, I think a lot of people actually liked the business of of GameStop at first, but this turned into a kind of crusade to to show that they could flex their muscles against the Wall Street elite. And so they wanted to hurt hedge funds. Specifically, they were going after um, Melvin Capital, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. And they were primarily using these zero commission brokers like Robinhood. Zero commission brokers, you don't pay for buying or selling, you just do it, right? So, uh, well, what happened? Well, here's what happened. Uh, it worked. (laughs) Um, they, (laughs) they brought, they brought Melvin capital to the verge of bankruptcy. Now, Elon Musk tweeted about this. He tweeted a game stonk, which was one of the memes going on. Uh, Chamath, who's a social capital investor. Uh, he got involved. The Winklevoss brother, one of the Winklevoss brothers got involved. Um, it, it worked in fact. Let's take a look at the stock price. Look, this was down around 20 at the beginning of the year. Actually, it was below 20 at the end of last year. Way, way down here, and it got up to as high as 500, almost 500, not quite 500. It's it's today, this morning. I checked; it was 300 and something. Uh, huge, huge. Um, so it, you know, it kind kind of worked. And like I said, they brought Melvin Capital to the verge of bankruptcy. Reports of people crying and smashing up offices have surfaced after a Reddit forum called Wall Street Bets waged war against hedge funds who had shorted stock on gaming on gaming outlet GameStop. Um, it increased the value by nearly two thousand percent in the past months. Now this has happened mostly over the past you know week or two, right? Um, Here's something that someone from the forum said: "To Melvin Capital, you stand for everything that I hated during that time." He's referring to the financial crisis. Um, You're a firm who makes money off of exploiting a company and manipulating markets and media to your advantage. You can, your continued existence is a sharp reminder that the ones in charge of so much hardship during the 08 crisis were not punished. So, yeah, what happened?
1: There's a lot after this. Up. There's a lot of buildup animosity here from people who suffered during the 08 crisis after we bailed out the banks. And it's just gotten worse since then, because I mean, think about, think about where we are now and the stimulus package and how we've just continued to print money, bail out corporations and give the little man what, Oh, you can't open your small business for a whole year. And we know that a ton of you are gonna go under, but here's $600, enjoy right. it. Okay.
0: And here's some bailouts for some big companies. Here's some bailouts
1: so, for big corporations. So
0: so Melvin Capital didn't actually, they didn't actually go bankrupt. It's a story, by the way, this story gets nuanced and complicated, but it's fascinating to me. So um, two more firms, Citadel, remember the name Citadel, because we're gonna come back to them. Citadel and Point72, infused two point seven five billion dollars into Melvin Capital to save it from bankruptcy. Um and they covered their shorts and they got out of GameStop. They wiped their hands and got out. Um citron research that Andrew left, he also he had a hundred percent loss, got out, left. Um he's out of he's out. Now um you will hear some stuff going around and I, I wanna give this the I want want to say this because people are going to say, well, this is what's really going on and you're not covering it. So I want to say it. There is, there is arguments going around that this was all dark pools, which were owned by Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan and UBS and others. Now dark pools are basically um, a way to uh, trade stock, not publicly that large institutions can do. They can kind of pool their money, there's like a pool that they go in together and they can trade back and forth. Um, and the the FINRA requirements, the FINRA rules, basically mean that everyone else kind of gets stale trading data. It's like three weeks at least, three weeks, two, three weeks old um, by the time you see what the dark pool has been up to. And there's this article, this is one of the major ones going around, saying actually guys, You know, you're not paying attention. It's not the proletariat. It's not the little guy attacking. It's really these dark pools attacking. And they've got some stuff to justify this. And what they use to justify this argument, if you've heard this argument, they they justify it by saying, well, the latest dark pool uh, info we have is the week ending uh, December 21st. Now, which, by the way, is before all of this anyway. Um, And, hey, the volume was 4.9 million. That sounds like a big number, right? Sure. That is a big number. However, the total volume for GameStop that week was 72.6 million. So this only represents 6.7% of GameStop and it's before any of this stuff in January. So I don't think this is really the driving factor of at all what's going on. I think uh, it's what we just talked about. So, um, let's let's see so we go on let's go on to this the cathedral here strikes back at this point because the cathedral doesn't like this stuff no actually we should talk about this guy we should talk about andrew um andrew sorkin andrew sorkin um is one of the guys i've got some clips from cnbc that we can watch uh andrew sorkin is um kind of a wall street shill he's he's one of these guys on cnbc who after the financial crisis of 2008 he actually wrote a new york times article about how now by the way i let me just back up i don't like glass steagall i'm not a fan of regulation however there was an argument after the financial crisis that hey if we had if glass steagle were in place now glass steagall was a regulation that didn't allow you to be uh like a hedge fund and uh, a fdic insured bank in the same entity that's basically what it was and finner was not in place so you could be both um now again, I'm not agreeing with the regulation, but he went to work after the financial crisis immediately arguing against people that were saying, Hey, we should have this particular regulation. Why? Cause those companies didn't want that particular regulation. So he tried to defend all of the wall street companies and his defense was an utter lie. There's an article about this in, uh, in actually that same publication. I just showed you, uh, about how he basically made the argument that, Hey, um Bear Stearns uh had nothing to do with commercial banking. Um so that would have been irrelevant. Lehman Brothers also had nothing to do with commercial banking, therefore it'd have been covered. Merrill Lynch th- this is all just a complete lie. They all did. They they <laughs> and this article goes into the fact that like yes, they did. They all they all had um they own you know Lehman Brothers owned two FDIC insured banks. Uh right? So the guy's kind of a shill already. But here's what happened. Uh, these guys, these guys kind of struck back. Uh, the cathedral got got angry. They struck back at all this stuff. And let me see if I can play some. I'm gonna play some clips. So it's gonna be it's gonna be story time. We clip story time today. Alright. So first this guy, so th- this is Andrew Sorkin. You can see, I'm just going to play the first clip. You can see how, how big of a deal they're going to make out of this. Like you can clearly see, this is really upsetting to CNBC.
2: Over, uh, what we're calling GameStop mania and the potential shift on wall street in terms of power and what all of this means, what it says, what regulators may or may not do.
0: Right. So what does this portend blah, blah, blah. Very, he's very concerned about this. So then. These are just various clips that in the past couple of days from CNBC, so then um, you'll see the reaction turns to, well, this is very irresponsible of people like Elon Musk and Shamath, and, and they're gonna try and get you, they believe it or not, their first tactic is, uh, hey, don't you have, uh, don't you have empathy for Wall Street? Let's take a look. Do you have empathy for Wall Street?
3: This is uh, This is a game obviously. And these guys, when I put $5 on a NCAA game that I don't care that much about, that's the same as Chamath putting a couple of hundred grand on some calls or Elon or any of the guys you're talking about. This, I I think it's kind of irresponsible. They're kind of laughing about it, laughing all the way to the bank. But uh, (laughs) market makers that have to take, how'd you like to be short some of these calls? Can you imagine being short some of these calls, especially if you're not covered? I mean, you can lose you can lose ten times your money. Unlike a regular investment, where you only lose, you know, a hundred percent.
0: Okay, so then then they're like, this is one of my favorites. Then they go into, well, this is really dangerous. People might not have confidence in Wall Street after this. It is, <laughs> this might not inspire confidence.
1: This reminds me of the uh, the media when they say, "Hey, like." You guys are pointing out our hypocrisy and our propaganda <laughs> yeah. and our censorship wow don't do that that might inspire people not to have confidence in us <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: exactly exactly all right so, so here we go and it's danger i think you're right andrew it's dangerous it's and it, and it doesn't it, you know it doesn't make most people if they're not stock market aficionados it certainly doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in what goes on uh mm-hmm. on wall street we're gonna have a dina
0: <laughs> okay so now now we turn to all right the sec has to regulate these retail investors they've got to do something about it this they're manipulating the stock and there's a phrase in here you'll catch it i think but if you don't i'll repeat it afterwards that i really love about manipulation
2: i don't know i don't i don't know what turns That's this again, uh though. stock uh, back into some kind of uh, normal situation but i i do wonder no, uh, what you do about it and i do wonder uh, when gary gensler uh who's been nominated to be in the seat at the sec sits down in that seat for the first time and gets confirmed what he does about this and what you can do about it uh, given uh really just how fast technology is working and the ability of so many people to get together and effectively let's be honest let's call it what it is it's manipulation that's what's happening here this is this is some kind of um so funny. some kind of grand manipulation that we don't normally uh, that we don't normally see in part because people didn't ever get together like this and for reasons that are different than than typical. So
1: oh, reasons that are different from typical. Also, here's <laughs> yes. some of
2: my favorite. Yes. Yeah. So
1: this is a, this is a manipulation, but it's the kind that we don't like. It's look at the other right. words he use there. normal. This is not normal. He said that right. early. This is not we want to return to a normal situation with the kind of manipulation yeah. that for typical reasons that we're used yeah. to. Good, right? good
0: manipulation. <laughs> Right.
1: Good. Good. Typical manipulation. That's normal. Yeah. Where the richest make the most money and right. off of it, and we exploit the little guy. And we keep you guys. You keep all. We keep you guys infighting about useless, yeah. unimportant polarizations, <laughs> and we just manipulate things to our benefit.
0: Right. So I love that. So then, this there's more. Even it's this is this is so fun. Okay. So now, this one guy. Uh, so this is Joe Kernan is this guy that you're going to hear he's complaining that, Hey, they're calling us boomers
3: <laughs> writing in, you know, I paid my mortgage and I bought a new car boomer. Right. How's your 3% <laughs> IRA doing?
0: And it's like, okay. All right. So they don't now like that. Andrew Sorkin's going to jump in and he, this is the part, part where he's going to be like, Oh, um, we really, we really the ones who care, you know, we, are the one it's, it's us that care about the little people, right. And you know, just like the media got it. And
4: and Ah. you're just too
0: stupid. Hmm. It's okay for us to read the emails, but for, for you, it's different. You're not allowed Yeah, you know, basically. Right. So listen to this. this. I mean, this is just
2: dripping with condescension. The market shouldn't just be for professional and elites. And in in, in truth, I think a lot of what we do every day is try to democratize what the markets are and and, and allow uh, so many people to participate. That's what you do? And and it's hard to say aloud because it effectively, you're almost saying (sighs) that people are being stupid on the other end of this. Uh, And and there are a lot of people who who may, may be stupid on the other end of this, who are making a lot of money right this second. The question is, whether at the end of the day, when the music stops, who's holding the bag?
0: Okay, so the final one from CNBC is my, this this is just the icing on the cake at the end, because this is, uh, <laughs> after all this, mm-hmm. right? After all this, we're about the little people, at first it's like, um, you know, they're irresponsible, they're gonna make Wall Street look bad, it's dangerous, then we're about the little people, right? So right after the whole we're all about the little people blah 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 now you know what davos is right yes well explain it
1: for people that don't know yeah
0: yeah it's a it's a conference that the world economic forum holds every year this year they've delayed their main one but they're having an online one right now uh world economic forum by the way people behind the great reset who want to uh basically they're the ones behind the ad that was like someday you'll own nothing and you'll be happy so that that's these people it's the the globalist elite the elite of the elite in the banking industry so right after andrew sorkin is talking about how he's for the little people they they're just trying to democratize this for you guys he's just trying you might be too stupid you need to you know you need our help we're just trying to help you right after that listen to what joe kernan asks him did you do
3: any Davos stuff yesterday were you were you you, uh moderating anything while you're
2: doing this too I'm 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 moderating tomorrow as it happens but I was also doing some (laughs) other. uh, I watched a little bit so right after that
0: right right after this he he, right after his little people thing Mm -hmm. Joe Kernan's like hey hey man Do you want any Davos? Oh, I'm moderating a panel tomorrow. Actually. Oh, okay. You're not the elite. You're for the little people. I got it. So, okay. So, so the cathedral attacked, let's look at some other stuff that then happened because that was, this is just, that's just a drop in the bucket of the cathedral cathedral attacks on, on this stuff. So next thing that happens, discord bans the server so the server for wall street bets discord bans it they claim that it has nothing to do with this oh we're banning it for violating our it's our trust and safety team and they have hate speech oops oops hate speech we're banning the server uh you can believe that i guess if you would like to then um then the big thing comes and that's the robin hood thing now again robin hood's this app that is zero commission trades now, first, I just want to show you how Robinhood sells itself to the world, how Robinhood presents
1: itself. Well, it. let's just look to start with the name, Robinhood, Stealing from the yes. Rich and Giving to the Poor. Robinhood, that's in their name. That's who that—that's who they're trying. That's the image. That's the branding. That's the marketing behind that the idea right. of this app.
0: Yeah. And by the way, just to clarify, I know people think of Robinhood as Stealing from the Rich and Giving to the Poor. The actual story is even better than that. It's stealing from the tax collector. It's like stealing from the people who stole your money, the elites, it's stealing from the elites who took your money and giving to the poor. That's the actual origin of Robinhood, right? So great name. Okay, so let the people trade. This is their their tweet, okay? This article by Vlad Tenev, he's the CEO and co-founder. This came out on Wednesday. He wrote this uh, before Robin Hood did the thing I'm about to tell you they did. Um, the day before, and he makes great. He sounds great here. This sounds great. Hey, should there be additional gating requirements to limit the risk for investors who are just learning the ropes? Does the average American possess sufficient command of financial concepts to navigate the markets responsibly? I'd argue that those who question the capability of retail investors do not have the interests of everyday Americans at heart. It's wrong to view the arrival of increasing numbers of retail investors in the market with dismay. It's short-sighted to proclaim that financial instruments integral to the investment strategies of wealthiest Americans should be left exclusively in the hands of the old guard. Wow. The answer is not to limit access, he says in bold print up here. The greater danger to our society is not that individual investors will make the wrong decisions. More importantly, it's that individual Americans will not be encouraged to increase their financial confidence or empowered to participate in the market at all. The answer to the problem is not to limit access. Well said, great, great job. What did they actually do? You ready? Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Um, okay, we are restricting transactions for certain securities today. This is the the next day, the very next day. Hey, uh, you can't buy. <laughs> you you were not letting you buy GameStop anymore. Sorry, we're, GameStop is this morning. Sorry, one, Jamie. we can't. I,
1: I, okay, I have questions. Don't
0: worry, we it's, still fundamentally believe you should have access to the markets, just not through us.
1: <laughs> uh, is this even Don't, legal?
0: Well, there is a lawsuit pending, but it gets even worse than this, Carrie. I know it's hard to believe. I, I know it's hard to believe that it gets worse than this. But. Okay,
1: but, but let's just pause here for a second. So for people who don't All understand, right. effectively, what they're doing by saying you, you cannot buy GameStop anymore. You can only sell it. Well, that's going to affect the price. The price is now going to plunge. So those people who are holding it, if they really do care about the little guy – and the people who've bought it and the people who are going to be hurt by this uh, bubble well th- they're causing they're they're causing the price to fall now that's what they're doing
0: that is correct they're manip- they they
1: are manipulating that- the price
0: absolutely and and <laughs> i mean, i can't I, I can't believe this is true but i want you to look at this tweet which i did not believe at first Someone says, Hey, Robin's hood app is apparently selling people's shares for their own good. What? Hey, we <laughs> placed an order for you getting rid of your shares. And I thought,
1: <gasps>
0: no effing way that can't be
1: true. They don't have the right to sell your shares.
0: <laughs> well, I verified not this particular person, but I verified through someone that we know that is exactly what Robinhood did. They decided to reach into your account and sell your shares. As a matter of fact, um, here's a tweet from Joe McCann, Robinhood literally closing out positions against the users. Will. Wow. Important information about your Robinhood account in light of the recent volatility, restricting transactions, blah, blah, blah. Um, we've closed your account. You had 4,500 shares, by the way, it was probably at 400 bucks. Oh, average price of 118 at the time. So, you know, not cheap. Uh-uh. Hey, we're closing it out. Now, by the way, they closed this out on January 28th. It's now, cl- it was close to 400 after this. It was 300 this morning. So they cost this person
1: 100%. Wow. Massive. Wow. I hope Massive. they get taken to the cleaners. There's a lawsuit. A class uh, well, action lawsuit.
0: I, yeah, there is a class action lawsuit. So now. I know this is gonna get a little hairy and there's even more going on. So, but before we move on, you need to understand how Robinhood makes money because the thing that we say all the time is if you're not paying, you're not the customer. (laughs) All right. Well, a zero commission app where you don't pay, guess what you're not? (laughs) You're not the Uh, customer. So they have uh. two main sources of of (laughs) revenue. Okay. They have two main sources of revenue. One is you can be the customer. You can pay for perks and access to special features. It's called the gold membership. The other main source of revenue is what's called order flow payments. Now, Robinhood doesn't actually place trades on the market themselves. They, they have to find what's called a market maker and the market maker does the trading for them. Okay. The market makers they hold liquidity. Uh, they make they market makers make money off of spreads between options and stocks and whatever. So like market makers have a function, and and you go to market makers with your orders. Now, one way to make money is by basically getting kickbacks from market makers. <laughs> so hey, we're sending you our order. Can we have a little slice of the money that you make off of it? That, that is called order flow payments. Carrie, would you like to guess who pioneered the technique of order flow payments?
1: No, no, I, I'm not ready to play the game today. Okay, well, have... you'll recognize
0: the name and it okay. may shock you.
1: Please do A don't. gentleman
0: by the name of Bernie Madoff.
1: Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Madoff.
0: Again, genetic fallacy doesn't mean it's a bad idea, but right? Bernie Madoff pioneered this. Um this thing. So the the deal is Robinhood is supposed to they're supposed to abide by something called best execution rules for your orders, which means they're essentially bound to try and bring your order to the best get to get the best deal for you. Right? They're not supposed to be just, you know,
2: right.
1: thrown
0: at the people who are giving them the biggest kickback. Now there's two notes on this for how Robinhood's been operating. The first is, in 2017, it's important to know that Robinhood paid a $65 million settlement to the Securities and Exchange Commission in a civil fraud investigation for failing to disclose the fact that they were paying, that they were doing order flow payments. So there are people using the platform didn't even know that that's how Robinhood was making money. Uh, they failed to disclose. So they paid $65 million in a settlement for that, okay? okay? And then, I think this was 2019, but this was after, I think it was 2019. FINRA fined them $1.5 million for best execution violations.
1: That sounds like an award
0: and best (laughs)
1: in execution violations. The best
0: in execution violations. So
1: opens up now Robin hood,
0: this gets better. So they make all this money from order flow payments from market makers. Now, the thing is hedge funds are often also market makers. In fact, Robinhood's largest single or single source uh, for order flow payments comes from a company who is a market maker called Citadel. Oh. Do you remember the name Citadel?
1: Yes, where did I hear that name? They're the ones that bailed out.
0: (laughs) Citadel bailed out the uh, Melvin Capital. They're the ones, in fact, they contributed $2 $2 billion to bail out Melbourne Capital. And they happen to be the largest source of order flow payments to Robinhood. Hmm. Hmm. Then Justin Kahn, you know who Justin Kahn is? No. Uh, founder of Twitch and um, Justin TV. Remember Justin TV?
1: Oh, I do remember that. Is that still around? So Justin,
0: T- Justin Kahn. He's deleted this tweet since then, but I'm going to share it anyway. He's got the rest of his thread. I think he's just trying to be careful about what he says publicly. He says, hey, I just got a tip that Citadel reloaded their shorts before they told Robinhood to stop trading. <laughs> oh, hey, no oh, conflict of wow. interest there. Wow. If this is true, he says, Ken Griffin, who's the, the CEO or the manager of, of Citadel, and Robinhood founders should be in jail. This is class warfare. And he's got a little, there's a thread you can read, SEC should investigate. He's, he's changed it and just left up the stuff saying, did they do this we should invest sec should investigate so i think he's trying to be careful about his his claims yeah um so now also we see again this one has not been verified this is alleged this is just a guy on reddit so take it for with a grain of salt but here's a robin hood insider this robin hood insider alleges this he says I work for Robinhood. don't kill me. Vladimir, now Vladimir's the guy who wrote that op-ed, the founder, Vladimir, the founder and C- C-Suite, received calls from Sequoia Capital and the White House that pressured them into closing trades on GameStop. I guarantee you the same took place at E-Trade and others who closed trading. That's weird. The White House? Why the hell would the White House, hmm, oh. Janet Yellen. So Jack Posobiec says this oh. a couple days ago. Janet Yellen's been on the phone all day to everyone you can think of. Uh, everyone you can think of. My White House sources tell me, hedge fund managers, New York Stock Exchange, social media. So she's been calling everyone. Why has she been calling everyone? I don't know. But here's something that looks fishy. Uh, can you the remind Secretary, people?
1: Wait. Remind people who she is. Yeah, she's she's Biden's, our
0: Treasury Secretary that right. Joe Biden just put in office. She received. Eight hundred thousand dollars in speaking fees from Citadel, the hedge fund that bailed out one of the primary.
1: <laughs> I mean, all so, of these things at the very least are huge conflicts of interest.
0: Huge conflicts. Absolutely. of
1: Absolutely. And I just absolutely. saw. Absolutely. I saw. I look a sheet of all of her speaking fees from Wall Street that she's received in the past year, and it's a, it's an insane list. It's it's like uh, you know you don't. <laughs> You don't have to. It doesn't take a lot of imagination to wonder. Well, when your bread's being buttered by Wall Street, uh, are you yeah. gonna have any allegiances? Well, just remember the,
2: about
0: <laughs> the revolving door. Just so those who don't yeah. remember, Janet Yellen was chairman of the Fed. Yeah. Right. So she ran the Federal Reserve. <laughs> um, she has been in the private sector. Now she's back in in uh, the public sector. Uh, as the Treasury Secretary, and of course, you know, she got paid from these people. Doesn't mean she necessarily was corrupt, but now the last thing I want to share about this, uh, I guess it's the last thing I want to share about this. I just found it weird. You can, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Oh, actually, one more thing before we do that. By the way, uh, you look, <laughs> big tech can never be outdone. They've got to jump in. Big tech can't stay Quiet on the, on the sidelines. So, Google uh, deleted hundred thousand negative oh, reviews. of I saw of Robin Hood because hey, yeah, you know, don't go after our buddies. So, Can't do that. Wait,
1: scroll up to the headline there again. Go back. Oh, okay. Google salvaged Robinhood's one star rating by deleting nearly one hundred thousand negative reviews. This is where the censorship and propaganda part of the cathedral, the, the arm, the arm for censorship and propaganda comes in is, you know, it's not enough that they're manipulating prices, that they're not allowing people to um, buy, that they're actually selling their <laughs> stocks for them. It's not enough that they' they're engaging in all of this, I would say, illegal activity. They're mm-hmm. also they're also not even going to let the public uh, have a voice in terms of reviewing what, what's going on and reviewing the app. Google steps right. in. Here, let me scratch your back, Wall Street. Uh, I'm gonna delete all these negative reviews from the average citizen because why let the why let the plebs have a voice about what's going on? I sent you you something you don't get a voice. I sent you something funny. I just I saw so many funny memes come out of this and I just wanted you to put one up because this is kind of this just gets to the sentiment of I think what people are feeling about it, about why they think this is I thought when I first saw this was happening, I thought it was great. I thought it was great that people were banding together and also look at the companies they picked. There's something very Gen X about it. They picked GameStop, AMC movie theaters. Yes. And BlackBerry. There's something very nostalgic there. Nokia. Nokia, Yeah. Oh, and Nokia. It's like, uh, we're going to pick these companies that are going the way of the Dodo bird. And we're, we're sort of, I, I think there's an article to be written there about Gen X and nostalgia and choosing these companies in particular. So here's a tweet. I saw this. I just thought this was funny. It says, I know this GameStop stuff is funny, but you have to remember that this is hurting real people who own multiple boats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That You know what that reminds me of Carrie? It's exactly that sentiment we saw on the CNBC clip of like, <laughs> can you imagine having, you? can you imagine being short like this? like, yeah, I, no. Actually, most people can't imagine having giant short positions because most people don't don't do that, dude. Um, okay, but
1: I would like to wait. Just hold on. Wait,
0: I, okay, I have well, something,
1: something I've got funny more stuff
0: on this before we move on.
1: Okay, but I just want along the same line of this is something Gen X or I think G, there's a lot of Gen X involved here, and the companies they picked is very funny. I would like to submit a list of that we can add to of companies I would like for them to raise the stock on moving forward. Tricksters. <laughs> um, Delia's. If they're still around, do you guys remember Delia's Lisa Frank? We'll put her on the list. If you guys could kick the sticker, Lisa Frank up. I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know these old companies. <laughs> uh, uh, Umbrose. Is that, are they still around? They, they're still yeah. around though, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, go ahead. I was just making a joke.
0: Well, I no, I just look, this next thing I I don't have and, a and show, specific
1: And showbiz what? pizza place. Showbiz Pizza Place. That's it. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. You're not gonna throw Chuck E. Cheese in there or Pizza Hut. Okay. Um All right. This next thing I don't have a specific uh I, I'm not gonna make a specific claim about what's going on, but I wanna I wanna show you how all these people are often connected and why this gets messy to figure out when you're talking about even something like the mainstream media and, and some of these hedge funds. So as a reminder, CNBC, which is where we got the clips, NBC is owned by Comcast. So I just did just out of curiosity, who owns Comcast? So these are the 13 F filings. These are the largest institutional holders of Comcast. Let's just pick out the first two, the two largest Vanguard group and BlackRock. Okay. Let's just take a look. Well, Vanguard Vanguard actually owns In fact, here, let me let me find it here. Vanguard is one of the largest institutional shareholders of GameStop. Oh. That's that's curious that's curious now they will argue the if it doesn't matter because they only you know they only made a billion bucks and they're a six trillion dollar fund so what the hell do they care well i don't know they might care about that billion maybe not so that's vanguard that was the largest owner of largest private owner of uh institutional owner of of nbc blackrock hey they probably made about two and a half billion on GameStop. Oh, look at that! Um, they owned uh, 9.2 million shares, roughly a 13% stake as of December. So they're doing pretty well. Um, do I have a specific? You know, I'm not. I'm not making a specific claim that they did anything, but uh, you know, this which is the class action lawsuit going on is inevitable. There'll probably be more. And uh, I to me, Carrie, the summary of all this stuff, or I don't know if it's the summary, but it's the, the takeaway, the positive takeaway, since we like to do positivity. The positive takeaway is Wall Street's afraid of the actual free market. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you realize that. Like people think of – Wall Street is capitalism and free market. Wall Street's not about the free market. Wall no. Street, Wall Street's actually quite afraid of the free market, and you can see how crazy they have reacted to this. Um, I saw someone
1: tweet today, and I can't credit them, but they said, "Yeah, we have a free market currently, just like we have free speech currently and free elections currently."
0: Oh, we have way better. We have way more free speech and free elections than we do free market, but that's. Uh that's a, that's a different, that that's a separate argument. But, well, that itself
1: yeah, is I mean, a mind twist. That's a mind twist for some people. It's a mind twist for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think, and this is the problem with, this is the problem with, you know, Wall Street. So Wall Street's argument is, you're not as much of an expert as we are. You guys are going to lose your money. Blah blah blah. That's that's the in, the establishment's argument. It's like, look, retail investors, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to lose your money. Blah blah blah. And that may be true, but let's be honest. Wall Street investing is largely about human psychology. There are fundamental investors like Warren Buffett. There are people who buy and hold. They look at the fundamentals of a stock and they hold, but people who play these kind of games, betting that stock's going to do a certain thing within a month or within a week, um, they're, they're playing the human psychology game. And if a large number of retail investors get together online and change the human psychology running the markets. I don't think you can make the claim that they'll necessarily lose. Um, it's a human psychology game. And if they've got enough clout and they can move enough stuff around, uh, this could totally work. This could totally work. Uh, and I, I actually really like this idea of retail activism, um, partly because I, I see how much they hate it. Uh, oh yeah, and that's a good sign. It's a good sign when they really hate it. Um, but I, I, I wanna I wanna just close by mentioning this this which I said before, but I, I just wanna you know reiterate. Um, when you've got this Pentec angst and you've got well I don't say angst anger at, at Wall Street and at the elites what they're going to try and do, many people will try and do this, and most people I think will get will fall for this you're gonna face a choice between Marx and Mises, von <laughs> Mises, you're gonna tra- face a choice between, There, people are gonna argue that the, the solution to this is more centralized authority. Don't worry, it's gonna be the people's authority, right? The people, it'll be the proletariat running things, but there will be more control over those fat cats and greedy jerks in Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. That's the direction they're gonna push you. These fat cats and greedy jerks in Wall Street only have power precisely because they're already in bed with the government. What you should be thinking is, how do we break this cycle? How do we get out of this? And the way to get out of this is to steal the power away from the government regulators. If If they lose the power, you end up with decentralized control, not centralized control. And Janet Yellen doesn't get a million dollars speaking fee no one gives a crap what she has to say because no one has that much control and power. You, you lose when you, the reason that Wall Street pays regulators, the reason that there's corruption is because there's power. When you have power to, to implement laws and by fiat and by force, make massive changes to the market, people will figure out a way to compensate you to get their favors. They'll figure out a way to pay you to do that. And mm-hmm. and with that much money, probably people willing to take those that kind of payment and and people good at getting away with it are going to be end up in power. That's what happens if that power is available. If the power is not available, poof. It goes away. There's nothing that, there's no one to bribe. You can't bribe. This is why they don't like the retailers getting together. There's no one to pick up the. They can't call the Reddit forum and be like, "Hey guys, uh, how about we do this? And make a deal." They, there's no one to control. There's no control. They have no control. They can't meet him at the Yellowstone Club. They can't like bump into them at Davos and have a conversation about what. There's no one. It's just, it's this like uncontrollable beast of people. It's it's the it's regular people. They can't control it. That that's why they hate it. But if you want that, you've got to have decentralized control. Everyone's got to have their own little piece that they control and people collectively voluntarily get in together. This was all voluntary. They voluntarily got together and did this. So that was a long one, but I think it was worth going over. Did we miss anything? People can tell us in chat if we missed anything about GameStop that you wanted to cover, we should probably do some super chats.
1: Why don't you Uh, pull us in super chats? Yes. I have to let the dog outside.
0: Okay. There's only one I can actually put on the screen but I can read a bunch of them. So, And actually, I don't even know if I can put this one on the screen. I'm working on some software to change some of the Super Chat stuff, but I'm not done uh, to allow me to do a little better. But I do have a working prototype that at least lets me go through all the Super Chats so far. So um, all right. I think the first one that came in was from Azor said, said, the stonkening is upon us. Rise up, stonks. Uh there's so see. much
1: there's so much room for humor in this. I just I know again, I love it. I love it. I love it. And it. and I think uh my list is growing longer of the companies I would like to see them uh the tricksters uh, uh get 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 uh you know help raise the price of let's see. Radio Shack. Remember Radio Shack? Oh aren't, uh, aren't they already dead? I think they're still around. Tower Records. anybody I thought they anybody? were already dead too. <laughs> somebody said trapper keeper trapper keeper
2: yes
1: (laughs) okay go ahead
0: Uh, trapper keeper that's a good one um is a atari is probably around uh okay someone says did you hear the gamestop sea shanty and they give us a youtube link to a video uh i have not heard the gamestop sea shanty I'm gonna. I'm not gonna play the video for you because I don't want to get in what trouble. The but stock
2: oh yeah, the name the stock
0: <laughs> I will put the link to this little ditty in the show notes so people can listen to it. Um, Elva Caro
1: wait, Elva Caro says oh. this is not a super chat, but it says Zero Hedge has a list of heavily shorted stocks. Just saying.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, if you you can join. So there's a Reddit group uh, called Wall Street Bets. There's uh, Telegram groups. Uh, called Wall Street uh, Bets. And uh, there's lots of, they talk about lots of different stocks in there and, and what they're up to. I just find the whole thing fascinating. I am not the kind of person who gets that excited about short-term trading because it just takes a lot of energy and effort to pay attention to what's happening in the short term. I'm more of a like, if I think there's fundamentally something good there, I just, you know, uh, make the investment and, and hold. But, all right. M-Tax Shark mtax shark says uh to boot wall street gave 74 million dollars to the biden campaign and secretary yellen received the past fees of more than eight hundred thousand dollars from robin hood's large customer yeah we mentioned that one but yeah uh the media uh blackbeard says the media is the establishment's immune system yeah yeah they attack that though they're the white blood cells <laughs> uh, for the establishment uh that's a, that's a great analogy blackbeard. oh that
1: is a great way of thinking of it yeah
0: yeah uh pirate Tomsky says my favorite meme of the week is a pepe frog at a podium at the world economics friends conference saying, dear billionaires, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I would love to see, I would love to see that actual uh, argument being made to them. Mm. That's a good one. Um, Adam Coleman says, are the common people telling the billionaires that they will own nothing and they will like it? Yes. We look, we can call it the great reboot. Yeah.
1: I love it, Adam. Yeah. Adam Coleman, thank yeah. you. Yeah. similar minds.
0: The great reboot. Uh, Pirate Tomsky says, "Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive." And Thomas Saint Thomas says, "Can some Gen whatever person ask if Reddit can bring back Blockbuster Video?"
1: Yes, I was, I, let's uh, add Thomas. Blockbuster to the list. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> Blockbuster is one of those companies that's uh, to me. It's it's super sad because they. Uh, They totally, they totally had a chance and they, they just, you know, they could have beat Netflix. Netflix was mailing out DVDs and Blockbuster was like, no, 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 that's stupid. People want to come to our store. Oh, well, Uh, it is what it is. All right. I'm, I'm talked out for a minute. What do you want to do next? I got two other, I got two other stories, but I don't care what we do. I'm next. just
1: gonna read some of the last super chats. So we get caught up. Uh, I'll fight you naked. Says this for 2008, you demons. Hashtag hold the line. Mm. I think I think a lot of people do have anger about 2008 in in what, what we see unfolding with uh, with GameStop. Um, let's see. Pirate Tomsky says maybe the Wall Street hedge funds should just build their own stock market. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that part, Tom Fee. I see what you yes. did
1: there. Just <laughs> build your own platform. Just do your own platform. Uh Zach Adamson says, the bigger problem was over shorting up to 140% of available shares, gaming stocks that did not even exist. Oh, I did yeah, not so, know that.
0: So he's bringing up a, a point that it, it was a nuance that I felt was too complicated to talk about, but, uh, I don't know if i'll call that the bigger problem but this is one of the things that um this is one of the differences between and actually one of the things i like about this this movement is this is one of the difference between how the elites think of things and how regular people think of things so the wall street they were they were shorting 140 percent of the stock which means like there weren't enough shares like they couldn't there's not even that many shares. It's kind of like theoretic, almost theoretically impossible, but as um, a way to look at it. But uh, it works out in their, like there's there's practically it works out for them to do that, to, to short beyond 100% of the outstanding shares. Um, And their complaint is like, well, the average investor doesn't understand that, you know, that's high, but that's, you know, that's just a thing that happens when you play the game that we play. And that's how the game is played, blah, 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 blah. And what I like is the answer from the retail investors, which is no, 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 no. We have common sense. That game is stupid and risky. And you're doing like, we don't like you playing it. So when we see you playing that game, that's when we're going to attack you. (laughs) That game makes no sense. Um, they recognize that there's irrationality that there, that is being exploited. And I, you know, I think a decentralized, uh, approach to this would maybe more common sense might surface people, you know, people would look at stuff like that and go, who the hell would short 140% of a stock, (laughs) right? That doesn't make sense. Um, all right, John Martin, you want to do John Martin
1: says, China has a state run media, but we have a media run state that's kind of brilliant Uh, yeah uh, I think that helps explain things a little bit
0: yeah thank you John Martin (sighs) all right Carrie
1: yeah what's up
0: I I don't know why I'm so drained about that but I was up I I spent so much time in these forums and looking around at this stuff last night it was just it's fascinating it's fascinating wait I'm gonna remind I'm gonna remind people in case you came in late we're not financial advisors. We're not telling you to buy, sell, hold anything. Can't sue us. This is not financial advice. Okay.
1: I'm just saying it would be funny if Trapper Keepers and Showbiz Pizza made a comeback. That's oh,
0: yeah, all. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. That, that wasn't directed towards anything you said. I don't
1: even know if they have stock. I'm just kidding. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just want to see fat laces come back. I understand.
1: Right. Um, and Delia's. <laughs>
0: okay. So, uh, a couple of things that I've got on my my list to talk about. One is we can talk about the Ricky Vaughn stuff, and two is we can talk about the Biden executive orders, which I have some clips of him talking about. Um, can we talk about pay-
1: let's let's talk about the Ricky Vaughn stuff because this I think is one of the most insane things I've seen, and gosh, we've seen a lot of insane things already, and it's, we're not even done with January. But um, of all the the you know okay, so since since they got Biden in they've kind of been doing this campaign of doubling down, which we knew they would do doubling down on social justice. We've seen that in his executive orders. Um, they, they are also doing this sort of uh, uh, show trial thing with Trump with trying to, you know, impeaching him again a second time. And they're, they're engaging in this, um, uh, it, What would you call it? What what kind of historical reference would you give it where you go after political opponents and you try and criminalize behavior that has not been criminal, but you're trying to make it now illegal and use these people as an example? They're doing that. They're going after enemies.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a particular... Somebody give me, me a good
1: analogy of that, but here's, so here's it's, one of the it's most, a
0: retroactive punishment thing, but, it, but, right.
1: So one of the most uh, concerning ones I saw was the uh, suit against the guy that's known as Ricky Vaughn and it's for memes that he made in 2016 during the 2016 election. It's literally about memes. And the reason why that is so concerning is because that's, I mean, that's obviously free speech. And it's comedy it's parody, and people on the left have done the same kind of memes. In fact, and we can show this a little bit later. Uh, Sardovich pointed out uh, one of the comedians I've worked with in the past. She did the same kind of jokes about pretending that oh, election day was a different. Oh, we day. have a bunch
0: of her pages queued up to look at. If you okay, know. cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So
1: let, let's just let's look at the Ricky Vaughn thing and yep. kind of walk through what's so crazy about it and then we can uh, we can go into that too. But yeah, that um, one this one's insane, guys. The Ricky Vaughn
0: Yeah, it is. Let's see if I can uh, yeah, I can do that. All right. So, here's the uh, Here's the Department of Justice lawsuit um, well, not lawsuit charges. Defendant unlawfully used social media to deprive individuals of their right to vote, which I think is That's what? not that's what? not hyperbole at all, is it?
1: <laughs> what?
0: No hyperbole there. No hyperbole at all.
1: What? So Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> all right. So this is, the person we have to thank for this is uh, Megan. Megan, who works for the FBI. Thank you, Megan, for spending taxpayer dollars doing this. Here is the, uh, here's the complaint. <clears throat> uh, complaint and affidavit in support of an arrest warrant for Douglas Mackey, a.k.a. Ricky Vaughn. All right. These are tweets, by the way. The disinformation spread by these individuals often took the form of memes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh This constituted criminal infringement of the right to vote. Wow. Really?
1: Really? Wow. And who's, access, right? who's right who's instead of vote? reading the instead
0: of reading the tweets here let's just go look at the tweets um, here here are some of his memes
1: <laughs> can you take me off the screen while you're showing these so we, oh, yeah, people, sure. so it's bigger so people can see it thank you
0: there you go uh, okay he has hashtag for those listening he has hashtag I'm with her hashtag go Hillary and it's picture of uh, a woman with a uh, African Americans for Hillary sign, and it says avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary <laughs> to five nine nine two five, vote for Hillary and be a part of history.
1: The best part okay. of this, yeah, is it. It's like they're using all the go back to that for a second. Oh. Uh, they're using, or this one's fine. It's, they're both fine. It's, it's it. They're using a lot of the stuff that you would see in the real campaign. They are. It's kind of funny. Vote for Hillary and be a part of history. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it's, it's just a joke. It's saying it's, it's obvious satire. It's obvious comedy. I'm trying to get dumb people to think they can vote from home by texting a number. It's silly. This is silly humor. Oh, but yeah, yeah, let's look at another one.
0: Well, here's the next one. Save time. This is a picture of Hillary Clinton. Uh, he said, Ricky Vaughn, thanks for, thanks for spreading the word. Hashtag MAGA. I'm with her. Vote Hillary from home. Stay home or save time and avoid the line. Vote from home. Text Hillary two five nine nine two five and we'll make history together. <laughs> this is November eighth. They have the date correct. They have the date correct. Ben, that's there.
1: And it also says hashtag MAGA. I mean, they're being obviously. This is MAGA. Yes. This is not. They're making no attempt to make you think that this is coming from Hillary's campaign. This is a joke. It's being tweeted. By people who support Trump, with big followings who support Trump. It's a joke. Okay.
0: Here's the next one. This is the same thing, but in Spanish. I'm with her. Go Hillary. By the way, if you'll notice, the avatar has a MAGA hat, so it should be pretty clear (laughs) that this is a joke, but uh, I'm not going to try and read the Spanish, but it's the same thing. Uh, Text Hillary to 59925. Vote for Hillary. Okay. So this is, this is what, um, this is what constitutes, what was the language? Well. Unlawfully, the, the deprivation of individual right to vote. That's what he's that de- is.
1: He's depriving individuals the right to vote? Are you kidding me? Uh, it's criminal I've, I've,
0: infringement on the right to oh, vote. That's what that is.
1: Wow. And uh, I've, I was joking that he's in in a meme of the state. Get it? In a meme? In a meme of the state.
0: Oh, you know, nice.
1: You're not laughing? Okay, never
0: mind. Yeah, uh, it took me a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was like a two. on a I'm scale laughing on hand. the inside. I right. get it. Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so here is, here is, uh, here's what's illegal. Now, interestingly enough, it. by the way, this is all for the 2016 election. If you can't tell, this is old, right? Interestingly enough there just might be a little bit of bias in the FBI. I know, I know that is surprising. I know it might, <laughs> that might shock you, but it just might be that the FBI is slightly biased towards deep state shills like Hillary Clinton. Because at the same time, let's introduce this person – now, we've talked – I've talked about this person before. I don't know the Carrie has, but I've talked about this person before. I, I did a little uh, video about her indoctrinating have, children into social I justice have, ideology.
1: Okay, I have not. And please allow me to say something as you bring it up since this is my friend.
0: Okay. So,
1: Yeah, so this is a, a – just as a good comparison, I saw Cernovich said, okay, if, if we're now saying that these kind of jokes are criminal – activity and the criminal deprivation of an individual's right to vote well like it you can't just have it one in one direction that means something like this this is my friend christina uh she's comedian i used to represent her just so every you know everything's out in the open um and she did a similar do you have it queued up there
0: i've got a whole bunch are you ready so let's
1: We'll just queue up the one. Yeah. Like the ones that are similar. I don't know what you have, but
0: I got a whole bunch and they're all similar. I just want to, okay. uh, I want to do the, uh, the summary here is in a span of about roughly 15 hours. She posted 14 Twitter posts, three Facebooks, two Instagrams, and did two periscopes all that looked kind of like what I'm going to show you here. Live on periscope confession. I'm a big Trump supporter. Let's get the vote out November 9th. Now remember, The actual election day was November November 8th. 8th.
1: She's misdirecting people. So she posted this November 7th, 2016. So at the same time, Ricky Vaughn was doing memes, like funny memes about uh, you can text your vote to Hillary to this number. She was doing something similar. She, she, and people know, just like Ricky Vaughn, people know that she's on the left. There's no way she's being serious. This is a joke. Cast your vote for Trump on November 9th. You know, okay, go ahead.
0: She did a little, no, it's, they're all very similar. Yeah. Skip the line, skip the poll lines on, on election day. This is, that's almost exactly what Ricky Vaughn said and text your vote. Text votes are legit or vote tomorrow on super Wednesday. She has a little, and she made a video about it, talking about it, wearing a MAGA hat.
1: Yeah. Voting,
0: but voting day is tomorrow. She says vote for Trump November 9th. She did that on the eighth. Hey. Skip the poll lines, text your vote. On, she said that on election day. Uh, another periscope. Um, tomorrow is voting day, she says, on the 8th, uh, which was voting day. Again, Wednesday the 9th. Hey, there's there's rumors that today's election day. Wrong. It's tomorrow, November 9th. My fellow Trump dudes, do not be fooled by the nonsense that the polls are open today. She has an Instagram video. explaining. Yeah. And let's just
1: interrupt here because they're all the same. So somebody in chat says uh, RT music production. This is not a super chat, but he says, Mm -hmm. this is comedy. It's not a crime. Yes. I absolutely agree. This is comedy. Christina is a comedian. I used to personally represent. She's a friend of mine and yes, she's obviously joking. Um, So was Ricky Vaughn. And that's why I think it was a good comparison to make to try and point, point out that, to you can't criminalize speech that especially when that speech is it's comedy (laughs) like it's a joke and uh they have a federal lawsuit against ricky vaughn now and here's what i don't like is uh i saw that since cernovich made this comparison which i'm glad he did because it's a great comparison what there's no difference between what ricky vaughn did with those memes saying you know, get out the vote for Hillary by texting. And what Christina did with the meme, her comedy on Twitter saying, get out the vote for Trump. Mm -hmm. And here's the wrong, There's no difference. And I'm glad he pointed it out. What I don't like is that she is getting some hate in her comments and she's being, it's, it's unproductive. And um, I think what would be more interesting is I would love to see her come out and say, I've looked at the Ricky Vaughn stuff and you're right. I absolutely disagree with his politics, but He has a right to make those jokes, just like I did. How amazing would that be to see that?
0: Yeah, Um, but she's not gonna do that. And and I do want to be clear, I don't I don't like her. I don't agree with her, but I think she totally has a right. Like this is she shouldn't get in trouble for those tweets. This is totally comedy. They are a joke. Everyone can see that it's a joke. Yeah. Um so but uh You know, as I think there was a Harvard professor who did a study saying the average American professional commits uh, on average three three felonies a day. Um, And so one of the strategies that the elites have is if everything's illegal somehow, um, what they do is they just you make you make the law, the so-called law, you make it objective, sort of. Right. Like you've objectively violated the law all the time. So so that you can argue you have objective law. That's the argument. Well, we have objective law. Anyone who does this is in violation. What you don't have is object- objective application of the law. <laughs> then we just like, oh, we just pick on people we don't like and prosecute them and we leave everyone else alone. Um, and that is what, uh, frankly, what the FBI has been accused of doing with respect to The 2016 election in the first place. Yes. Uh, This is just an example of them applying that same bias to regular people with memes. Now, by the way, uh, her account size was comparable. It wasn't like he had five million followers and she had three. They were like comparable account sizes, Um, and uh, and I think you know, as you can see, comparable messages. So. Clearly, if one violated a law, the other one did as well. They both uh, do. The it's, gonna
1: see, it. it's, it's arbitrary. You know, when we had, um, who was the constitutional lawyer we had on? Chris Ann Hall. Chris Ann Hall. I really love that. If you guys haven't seen that and you're interested, I would go back and watch the interview. We got to interview Chris Ann Hall about COVID regulations in the Constitution. And one of the biggest takeaways I had from that conversation was when she was talking about the arbitrary application of the law. When you apply laws arbitrarily in order to punish people for reasons other than breaking the law or when you create laws or or try to go after people uh, arbitrarily because you don't. And and that's that's we're seeing here. They're going after people like Ricky Vaughn simply because they were Trump supporters, um, but ignoring people like Christina Wong because she was a Hillary supporter. And that's wrong. Neither of those. Neither neither of those did anything wrong with making those kind of jokes. And somebody in the chat I saw said, "This is comedy." Yeah, I mean, comedy's subjective. If you're if you hated Trump, you might find Christina's jokes about misleading people to vote on the wrong day funny. And if you hated Hillary, you might find Ricky Vaughn's funny. You know, or maybe Bad you don't find either. It is funny.
0: protected too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: it's protected. Yeah. Back com- Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, and. I mean, look, we've got we've got so many laws you can't possibly know them all. That's by design, um, and uh, yeah, this is how they get you. I, I want to do. I missed a star chat. I forgot we even did star chats, which Ooh. we I guess do sometimes. Um, What's a star Judge chat? Uh, when mm-hmm. someone sends money through super through subscribe star instead of super chat, it's hard for me to navigate over and see. But Beverly told me it was there, so I'm going to read it. Uh, and and now I know why Beverly told me it was there. You'll you'll find out as soon as I read it. It's from Judge Lot, and he says, "Thanks for all the hard work you guys put into this channel, and a special thank you to Beverly for all of the help on Discord, Uh and for having patience with my questions." Well, Judge Lot, uh, welcome. We we love you hanging out here. You're, uh, I think you've been around for a while. Thank so, you, Judge John Lott. Martin, I'm going to do some more super chats. John Martin says, "China has state-run media, but we have, oh we already read that one. State-run media, state. Sorry." or uh, media-run state. Let's see. Where's the next one? Next one is, there's a dark side to this. It could undermine the confidence in the stock market in general, which could hurt retail long traders. It could. It could. um, Certainly. That that could happen. Um, I'm not 100% sure that that's necessarily bad, but in the long run it depends how long it depends on how long you want to talk about uh someone says a mockery azor uh a says a mockery uh rebecca Queen says there was a cadaver synod i don't know what the word synod is s y n o d you're teaching me new words dead pope dug up outfitted in papal vestments and tried for heresy
1: oh, what man- I want to know about that story. What is that? That sounds like a great
0: <laughs> analogy. That's the analogy Carrie was looking for, I think. Uh, you just have to know the story. Um, so, uh, let's see. Liberty Solution says the DOJ should prosecute on the memes, removing voting rights from every person who texted to Hillary instead of going to the polls. Uh, IQ too low to vote. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good... This actually... The memes would be a great way... Uh, to just do, I'm not a big fan of of uh, state tests for voting, but that will be an interesting one. Give people obviously, like have people say obviously wrong ways to vote and then see how many people just do that. See how many people vote the wrong way.
1: Let me read this. This is not actually the right analogy because this, this person was already dead, but Rebecca the Pirate Queen, this is an amazing story, a little tidbit of history that I have never heard about before. I'm looking at Wikipedia oh, yeah. now. Yeah, cadaver synod, also called the cadaver trial, is the name commonly given to the ecclesiastical trial of Pope Formosus. Formosus, who had been dead for about seven months uh, in Rome during January 897. The trial was conducted. The trial was conducted by Pope Stephen VI. Uh, the successor to Formosus, successor Pope Boniface the Sixth, Stephen uh, had his corpse exhumed and brought to the papal court for judgment. He accused him of perjury and of having acceded to the, papal illeg- uh, the papacy illegally at the end of the trial. <laughs> Formosus was pronounced guilty and his papacy <laughs> was buried again. And his papacy was retroactively declared null. And there's a painting here where they have this skeleton dressed up in clothes (laughs) on trial. And they're having a whole trial. I've never heard of this. That's pretty awesome. How interesting is that? Thank you, Rebecca Pirate Queen. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) That's a pretty
0: pretty good one. I knew knew nothing about that. Uh, All right. Well, um, let's see. Next super chat. Uh, Human Kirk says the lawsuit. That lawsuit is like the joke by Milan Kundera. I don't know the joke by Milan Kundera. Do you, carry? I don't. Well, someone who knows will appreciate that. But thank you for the super chat. Um, the next one is from Roger Haynes. Roger just uh, gives us two bucks and doesn't say anything, but he does have a sticker, super sticker. I don't know. Thank you, Roger. it is but there it is. Uh, I'll fight you naked, says wrote a small article on medium and sent the link to carry by dm if either of you are interested and have the time you're doing this we're doing this as payback not, not money. For money yeah yeah so i i've spent you know i have spent some time in the um in mostly in the telegram because you can like listen to people talking uh about uh the wall street uh bet stuff in in on in the telegram group and it's definitely from what I've seen is just definitely fueled by kind of the Occupy Wall Street sentiment. It's, it's, it's about going after the institutions. It's not necessarily about making a quick buck um, for most, most people.
1: Um, Okay. Wait, wait, this is from the chat. I am just going to laugh because people are saying funny stuff. First of all, they say I pronounced it wrong that it's pronounced. Somebody says it's pronounced this cadaver synod. Anyway, hmm. okay. okay, but this part, Zato says the cadaver refused to defend himself. <laughs> and uh, Jung-, uh, Jung at heart, oh, young at heart, ha, huh, says uh, he had the right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few people are saying they're going to totally do this to Trump. <laughs> like, what's he said? <laughs> <dead?
4: laughs>
0: yeah, that, that is true. They are going to do this to
1: Trump. They'll dig him up and put a MAGA hat on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, all right. Next one from G Man. G Man says Christina Wong must pay for her crimes. Hashtag Unity. <laughs> yeah. That's. Um. Z Athras says seriously, guys, the joke Kundera's book about '60s Czechoslovakia more applicable than ever now. Well.
1: Okay, we're gonna look you're it up.
0: Give me something to read. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, believe it or not, I have not read every book and don't know a lot of history. so Thank you. I don't know why I'm expected to know or carry. Nobody's expecting you. I'm fearing defensive. Okay. I appreciate the book recommendation. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Andrew Joyner says, greetings, my fellow recalcitrants. Greetings, Andrew. Uh, James B. says, there is no rule of law. It's ruled by Chinese fiat. Soon enough, soon enough it'll be uh, robot Chinese female. Um, little ragamuffin says starting a legal fund for the unsafe space crew who is inevitably coming, committing several felonies right now. This one <laughs> is for your freedom. Thank you. Uh, thank, uh, you. Actually,
1: thank you. Actually, I wanted to plug if you guys haven't seen it yet. Little ragamuffin just did an interview with um, Peter Feliciano on his channel, Conservatish. You guys hmm. should go check it out if you like conservatish. If you like little ragamuffin, cool. And, uh, and let me I read the next one. Before. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Azur says Carrie mispronounced things. I'm shocked. Yeah, it that is. It is, it is shocking.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm very shocked. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well. I guess the next thing we can do is we can talk about, we can talk about our,
1: the executive orders,
0: unifier in chief.
1: Oh gosh. How many are there now? 37? Unifiers Uh, unifying,
0: uh, executive
1: orders. Yeah. 30. Last I saw it was 37.
0: It was a lot. It was way more than any previous president in the first few days. Um, well, I guess I get. I mean, the most important one that, that I want to talk about is the his equity stuff, and he's got a little video about it. Um, and but let's let's just quickly look at the. Let's just quickly look at it for a second, and we're not going to read the whole thing. It's actually quite long. Trump's were short. This is very long. Um, the he actually starts out by using language. So so they're what they're going to do here, is, and and you'll see it in the clip that I'm going to show you, but. What they're going to do is they're going to, um, they're going to make sure to appeal to the, the right values first. They're going to appeal to the founding fathers, to individualism, to equality. And then they're going to start mixing in equity language with equality. And, and then by the end, they're talking about equity. And 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 equity is
1: is opposed to equality.
0: That's right. But they're going to use the terms. What they're doing right now is they're in the phase of term confusion. They're intentionally confusing the terms because if they, if they just came out and said what Carrie just said, well, equity is this and, uh, equality is that, and we want this, that would not go down well with people. They can't have that contrast. So, what they need to do is be like, equality. We all understand equality, right? Yes. Sprinkle in some equity stuff, confusion. Oh, equity is this. And then by the end of it, they can start just talking about equity. And you've made the transition without realizing that they just bait and they just did a bait and switch on you. They just changed what they were doing um, to something diametrically opposed to what you thought they were doing at the beginning. So, uh, this EO, here's the EO. Um, again, he starts out, "Equal opportunity is the bedrock of American democracy. Well, equal opportunity is one of the values of America. Um, you know, I, I, I might have issue with that exact phrasing, but you know, I know what he means, and yes, okay. Uh, Our nation deserves an ambitious whole of government equity agenda. Well, wait a minute, those two things are totally. One's at the beginning of the paragraph, one's at the end. There's some gobbledygook in the middle, but this is the opposite of that. Let's just be clear. It's therefore the policy of my administration that the federal government should pursue a comprehensive approach to advancing equity. Now look at the stuff he throws in this list. Affirmatively advancing equity. Okay. Civil rights. Well, that's the opposite of equity. Racial justice. uh, That's the opposite of civil rights. (laughs) Equal opportunity. uh, That's the opposite of equity as well. Um, but you threw them all in there. This is some confusion here. Advancing equity requires a systematic approach to embedding fairness. Now this is a great term because fairness can cover up all manner of sin. Fairness is not around about equal treatment under the law. It's about what someone declares as fair. And you're gonna see this language here redressing inequities redress is an interesting word because it can kind of just mean correcting moving forward. It can kind of also mean, uh, fixing retro, like paying back, like getting some retribution for. Hmm. So by the way, you know, this language we assume is intentional. Now he does this thing. This is fascinating because he defines equity incorrectly here. And I think this is, this is so people can't accuse him of being against equality. He says the term equity means the consistent and systematic fair, just and impartial treatment of all individuals. Mm, that other than the word fair, that's actually more equality what he's talking about. But again, he's trying to he's trying to conflate these terms and confuse here because The things that he's proposing do not treat people impartially at all. Impartial treatment is the opposite of what he's proposing. Um, And, you know, he's going to set up, so you got to measure it. That's what he's going to make sure we're doing. He's going to have the Office uh, of Management and Budget assess whether undeserved communities and their members face systemic barriers. So he's going to have a whole bunch of bureaucrats measuring a bunch of shit so that we can prove later and, and what, what they're going to do is they're going to measure outcomes, by the way. And then they're going to say the outcomes are different. Therefore, systemic racism or injustice in some way. And he's even complaining about the problem with data. Well, many federal data sets aren't disaggregated by race, ethnicity, gender, and disability, income, veteran status, or other key demographic variables. This lack of data has cascading effects and impedes the efforts to measure and measure advance equity. That's true. It does. If you don't Measure the difference between different racial groups. You can't give preferential treatment to one or the other because you don't know the difference. So definitely have to measure it. A first step to promoting equity in government action is to gather the data necessary to inform that effort. So he knows what he's doing here. He's gathering the data. So here we go, Carrie. This, this is the next funding games. Um, let's take a look at... I have some Biden, I have some Biden fun for us because everyone loves to listen to Joe Biden. Let's listen to some Biden clips. This is Biden talking about his uh, executive actions here and what he's gonna do. All right. Uh, Oops, hold on here.
4: We've never fully lived up to the founding principles of this nation to state the obvious that all people are created equal and have a right to be treated equally throughout their lives.
0: Okay, so by the way, that's, he's appealing.
1: That's bullshit. What? Like, right. I, I, I can't stand this kind of lying, this kind of lying, because we have lived up to that. And in fact, our whole history has been a progression towards holding our feet to the fire and and requiring us to, to to stand up to that. Our founding principles, that's what abolitionists appealed to. That's what people like Frederick Douglass appealed to. That's why that's right. we gave women the right to vote, because we had to because of our founding principles. And because we because we are liberalism is a uh self-critical and a system that that lends itself towards greater perfection over time and correcting mistakes. And, and because we have ended slavery, gave women the right to vote, um, gave Black people the right to vote, you know, ended Jim Crow, ended legal barriers to equal opportunity and equal access. We have done that. And I can't stand this kind of disgusting attempt to rewrite history as if there yeah. are... As if we haven't done those things, as, as if we haven't progressed, as if we haven't um, trended towards liberalism and progress this whole time. And, and, and it, it's, it's selling a lie. It's selling propaganda. It's telling people that our history is not what it is and that our current reality is not what it is. It's disgusting. He's a deceitful man.
0: Right. Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he's going to start by appealing to those founding principles because that first part people like, they like that language. Right. Um, In fact, that first clip kind of reminds me of the 1776 report that Trump was putting out. Like, hey, our founding principles, we need to live up to them.
1: We should live up to them. We should continue. And when we do find legal barriers to equal access, like we should get rid of them. But don't stand there and pretend like we haven't lived up to those principles and like we haven't, as a society, rooted out. Um, uh, legal barrier after legal barrier in in pursuit of greater equality and in pursuit of living up to those principles of individualism and equality. We have done that. That's what liberalism does.
0: Right, right. So the next next little bit of his clip here, uh, he will talk about, (laughs) you'll see him, he's learning to say equity instead of equality, which is the little part that I like here. And he's going to be saying that the message here is equity is bad, or so equity is good, equality is bad. He's he's, he's going to say to live up to our principles, we have to then contradict them because he's, he's going to make sure he uses the word equity and you'll see he fumbles.
4: Uh, let's see here. But to do this, I believe this nation and this government need to change their whole approach to the issue of racial equality, equity.
0: Equality, oops, equity. Okay, so now... He is, he's going to do a, but you're going to hear a lot of his buzzwords. Now he's going to get in. Now he's got to talk about the hype. He's got to, he's got to uh, catastrophize everything. He's going to talk about systemic racism. You are going to hear hyperboles about white supremacy, insurrectionists, all this kind of stuff. So then, so he starts by appealing. Then he, he himself confuses equity and equality and saying, well, equities, we, we need to contradict those, those, those principles I was just to use, you know, having you appeal to at the beginning and now
4: and yes, forced us to confront systemic racism and white supremacy. It's just been weeks since all of America witnessed a group of thugs, insurrectionists, a political extremist, and white supremacists violently attack the capital of our democracy.
0: Okay. So now insane. we've got Go ahead.
4: That's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um The next thing he does, now, remember Trump. Trump actually introduced the public, I think, to the phrase critical race theory. I think a lot of people didn't know that phrase. So Trump's executive order was on critical race theory. Biden's gonna talk about um, that executive order for a moment. But uh, you'll notice he will not use the word critical race theory because he'll know that a lot of people recognize that as bad. He's going to use the other phrase, the "die" phrase that we all know. Um, so listen to listen to him talk about talk about this.
4: Look in the weeks ahead, I'll be uh, reaffirming the federal government's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's why I'm rescinding the previous administration's harmful ban on diversity and sensitivity training and abolish the offensive counterfactual 1776 commission unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies.
1: By the way, can we just talk about his affect here? This reminds me of those uh, videos that come out of a lot of, uh, Islamic extremist sort of uh, terrorist situations, kidnapping situations where somebody's got a gun off camera and another person is like reading something with flat affect that means nothing to them. That's literally he he doesn't have any affect there. He's just reading he words. Doesn't. He no. doesn't like
0: he's just like bah, dah, bah, dah. he's very robotic. Na, na,
1: na, 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 na. Like yeah. that.
0: It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it low energy He's like a cross between Jeb Bush and a robot.
1: Yeah, but he's it's it's <laughs> not even Yeah, it's it's not even a I mean Jeb Bush wasn't in this way just monotonous. It wasn't like a hostage video. Fair. This 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 is, this is to me it looks like a hostage video.
0: Like he's <laughs> just showing you
1: Actually, he's just I'm showing kidding. you proof of life. And the, and he's Maybe like it this is a good video. Enough. We'll Look, find out he, later. Yes, he's alive and he's speaking words that we've given him. <laughs> <sighs> it's <a hostage> video.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, uh, let's hear. Let's hear the next little little bit. He's gonna he's gonna lecture us about. Uh... Oh, wait, is it not playing? Hold on.
1: Somebody says, Carrie, if you've had a family member with Parkinson's, you would recognize the president's speaking style, not a joke mm-hmm. or funny. Well, hey, I can laugh at it looking like a hostage video to me. Uh, it is funny to me. Humor subjective. But if that's if that saying. wait, can you pause it? If that is a um, if what you're saying is that sort of hostage video looking kind of uh, Lack of affect that I'm pointing out is a sign of Parkinson's. Well, no, that's not funny. I'm sorry that if that's what that is, but but it but the fact that it looks like a hostage to me, yeah, that's funny. I'll laugh at it. Um, I hope it's not it bad. is. It is sad. Like there is something going on, I and mean, we talked about this before the election that there is something going on with him. I think, and and I think anyone who's looking oh, at yeah. his appearances. Rationally and skeptically, there's something going on with him cognitively, and I do feel sorry for him. I do feel like he's being used, yeah. and because he was the easiest puppet, and the yeah, I mean,
0: he didn't write what he's saying, he didn't write this No, I
1: don't think I mean, he did. Presidents no. don't
0: generally, but I'm not even sure he read it.
1: And I agree uh, with you, whoever said that. Uh, yeah, and Tax Shark says, I don't mean you're laughing at it, I'm just stating I don't think he's all there, someone's right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't think he's all there either and I think that's very sad. I do think he's being um manipulated and used like a puppet. Not Absolutely. that if he not that if he were all there, he I think if he were all there he would agree with this whole agenda anyway. But it's it's just sad because it, he's not he's not all there. I think he's being, you know, past his point of um uh what what do they always talk about? The ability to consent? <laughs> well, you know what? Like, you know at what? some Let's point, try. yeah, it's, it's like, mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, I don't actually believe this. I just, maybe we're watching a deep fake. He's still, he's he's in a basement <laughs> where this is a Biden deep fake. He doesn't exist. He kind of reminds me of, did you watch The Mandalorian? At the very end, Luke Skywalker comes back and it's like, a, it's a deep fake of, of Luke, of Mark Hamill from when he was young. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. There's yeah. like this, um, there's this uh, kind of what is it like stillness to the fake. There's this like weird. Yeah, it's weird. Fa- almost looks like a deep fake.
1: Watching this is weird.
4: Yeah, he, d- he there's doesn't. A,
1: like, there's it, no it, affect. There's no body language. You know who yeah. I would like to see take this apart? Uh, that YouTuber yes. bot, body language ghost because yes. I there's something missing here. But yeah, there it, is, and Maybe and that part of it has done that. We should check. Yeah, it out. that part of it, I uh, agree. I agree. M. Tax Shark is sad. I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's very close to the uncanny divide. Okay, I think this is the last part of the clip I've got. I'm not totally sure, but I think so. Um, all right,
4: let's see. We need to make equity and justice part of what we do every day, today, tomorrow, and every day. But I promise you. We're going to continue to make progress to eliminate systemic racism, and every branch of the White House and the federal government is going to be part of that effort. Thank you. We've never.
0: I, you know what I like about this one?
4: What?
1: <laughs> this is he terrifying. Calls the 1776
0: report, counterfactual and offensive, right? Which is like, I, by the way, if anyone knows what's counterfactual in it, I would like to know. Um, i started to read it i haven't finished it so maybe there's like alien warships at the end of it or something but no <laughs> you know it, pretty sure it's not counterfactual uh a- and it actually was in line with the thing he started his speech with right so he says it's offensive and counterfactual and then oh unity yeah <laughs> he like it ends with like oh and unity hashtag unity i it's like oh i you're very committed to unity i can see that thank you biden um
1: Biden bot. Uh-huh. People say somebody says Biden bot. Absolutely, yeah.
0: it's a Biden bot. Yeah.
1: It's so Let's see if I can,
0: uh, it's probably time to do some more super chats. Um, I have this. I just gotta pull up this little program. I got it, it's it's still it's this still is very nascent and it's a mess. This is
1: the most alarming thing I think. There's a lot of alarming things about about them installing the person they wanted. Um, But the most alarming to me is this stuff, is this uh, they're they're going to be pushing stuff that's actually counterfactual, to use his word, historically Mm -hmm. inaccurate things like the 1619 project. They're going to be pushing these historical inaccuracies and they're going to be pushing institutionalized racism and sexism and they're going to be pushing um, indoctrination of children with our tax dollars and indo- indoctrination of federal employees in the government. And they're going to be doing these racist and sexist discriminatory witch hunts. And um, they're going to be instituting policies where they hire based on race and sex, and they discriminate against you based on race and sex. And they're going to be doing all of this in the name of supposedly ending racism and sexism, which is what makes it so evil so evil. Plus they're, they're forcing us all as taxpayers to be complicit in it because they're using our money. We're complicit yeah. in pushing this racism, which racism at the end of the racism leads to genocide. That's where the, that's where it leads at the end of the day. It leads to resentful, hateful, murderous rage and, and you know. what they're pushing is disgusting and they're using us to do it. So out of out of everything, all the changes, even, you know, him raising the price of um, um, what was it we talked about? I'm sorry, I'm blanking for a second. Insulin. Yeah, he raised the price of insulin. He's getting us into new wars in Syria. You know, he's doing all of these things. Um, This is the worst. I think the biggest threat out of everything he's done is is to get us further along the line of this institutionalized taxpayer funded racist indoctrination of the masses. They want to talk about Hitler all the time, all the time, all the time. But then when you get a government and a, and a legacy media, and now in this, this, our current day and age, what we know of as big social, when you get these huge forces working together to push racist indoctrination of the masses paid for by us, They don't have any Hitler analogy. Suddenly they've run out of them.
0: Yeah. Well, they they never cared. I mean, this, this harkens back to something that we've said a lot, which is they, um, they're always telling you what they're going to do through their accusations of what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. when he says it's counterfactual and offensive, well, that's, that means he's replacing it with something counterfactual and, and, offensive, and offensive, right? <laughs> when he says it's systemic racism that we have to root out, what he means is we have to implement systemic racism. Yes. Um, all of it is backward. It's all backwards, which is why people, which is why I think a lot of people are checked out and it's like, it's clown world because they're up there saying things. It's just like, everything's completely backwards. Yeah, um, up is down, and, down is up. Yeah, and so many people nod their heads and like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Judging people based on their skin color, that's not racism. That's the way to end racism. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, I missed I, – apparently the super chat I read was the wrong one from Judge Lott. He sent another one, so ah. I'm going to read that one. He says, Carter, are you familiar with the idea that there was a strong correlation in the timeline with Occupy Wall Street and when social justice became ideologically hegemonic in big business, big tech, and federal bureaucracy, the military-industrial complex, corporate media, and elected officials? Dave Smith was talking about this, and he said there was a lot of evidence for it. I have heard – Heard that? I have not reviewed the evidence for that myself. But if you look at Occupy Wall Street, think about think about this from the uh, from the from the elites perspective. Think about this from the cathedrals perspective. You got a movement um, of very angry people, and they're angry at exactly the heart of the system. I mean, the heart of the entire system is the relationship between money and government that's the heart of the system it's like that's 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 what provides all of the energy um and you've got all you've got all this anger directed at that now the big scare the big scary thing for them is that that anger gets pushed in the direction of let's dismantle it like actually dismantle it like let's get rid of this central power let's let's get the government like let's actually do what Ron Paul said. Let's audit the fed. Let's, let's actually disempower these people and, and start separating, uh, money from the state. That's a real risk. I don't think it was likely to happen, but that is, that's the, that's the risk. So what you have to do when you have that much, uh, anger, um, you need to redirect it, and it also provides an opportunity. If you have something in the back of your mind, like the global reset, and you want to really do something that can change society, really get people to to move in one direction or another, you can use that emotion to push something. Well, what's the thing to push? Uh, social justice ideology was there. It's been waiting in the ring, in the wings, in academia, kind of getting itself ready for, um, ready for the big leagues, um. So it's been kind of sitting there. the The, the philosophy was ready, um, the the arguments were ready, the the academic justification for this stuff was ready, and they were they were ready to start making it part of everyday speech. And all of these players uh, benefit from a social justice ideology that pushes uh, anti free speech, more authoritarian control, indoctrination radical transformation of things uh like all of this stuff this actually is good the great reset is good for those people when they say uh, as someone joked earlier when they say you'll own nothing and be happy they don't mean they'll own nothing and be happy they mean you will own nothing they are not going to own nothing they're going to continue having six trillion dollar funds you're going to own nothing um and so that I haven't seen the evidence that Dave Smith is talking about, and we should look. We should have Dave Smith on the show. I really like Dave Smith, but, but it makes sense to me, Carrie. Uh, you're muted, I didn't realize you're even talking.
1: The people I know who were involved in Occupy Wall Street have the same observation. They've talked about to me for years mm-hmm. about how Occupy Wall Street was derailed because of the emergence, the mainstream emergence of social justice ideology, it completely destroyed. Occupy Wall Street from within and caused what we see social justice ideology do everywhere. It metastasizes is it devolves into a oppression Olympics over who's the most oppressed in terms of identity in the room. And then you don't nobody gets to speak anymore unless you're you've got more check boxes in the marginalized group. It's so stupid. And it did that at the Occupy movement.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do a few super chats. Uh, LP LPJ says, here you are, my own AMC Profit Pleb stimulus plan and gives us uh, 99 bucks, thank you.
4: woohoo! thank you,
0: that's very generous. uh, Yeah, um, (laughs) should we go buy AMC stock with it? I don't know. Uh, Tatiana says, did you see the video where Biden says, I don't even know what I'm saying? And someone says to him, just sign it while signing these orders. I did not see that video, I was just guessing. That he had not, in fact, read it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for letting me know that he didn't actually read it.
1: Really reading stuff. It's so it's um, such theater. All of it is such theater. It, oh, yeah, my that gosh. Is,
0: that is pretty ridiculous. Kyra um, right. Tomsky,
1: can I do this one? Says, oh, yeah. no one talking about the COVID butt test. Wait, oh,
0: that's not the next one. Wait, 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 wait. Where are you?
1: Is it? I'm out of order. Is that okay? Eh, anyway. Okay. Howard Thompson just, says, oh, no one talking about the COVID butt test coming out of China. No, I haven't heard about a COVID butt test. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, yeah. They, China is arguing that um, anal swabbing is a great way to tell, tell if you have COVID.
1: Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> I also saw- okay, I think
0: they're just trolling us. By the way, see what they I've, get away with. I've
1: seen them. You know, We made fun of the fact that they're now saying we should wear two masks, or did we make fun of it? But they are saying we should wear two masks. Fauci's oh, saying okay. it. Um, now they're saying four masks? Four. I'm not kidding. Why not?
0: Why not 40 masks? (laughs) I
1: know. Now they're saying four. Why not 40? And I also saw a scare article with the headline that we should now get all of our cats and dogs tested for COVID. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyway.
0: All right. Judge Lott says, do you guys know comedian Jeff Dunham? Yes. Puppet Walter, Joe Biden is a dead ringer for Walter. Seriously, yes. look it up. Really? Yes. I got to go look this up.
1: Oh, my gosh. Jeff
0: Dunham.
1: And this is a great comparison, by the way, because as I've said, all politicians are puppets to some degree, but Joe Biden's got a bigger puppet hole than most, which uh, yeah. makes, a, make, makes Walter a good comparison. Can you put that image up on the screen?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh... <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Hold on here. Here is Walter, Jeff Dunham's Walter. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> uh, Walter looks angrier today, but you know, other than that, pretty damn accurate. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rebecca P says, "Human beings are born with different capacities. If they are free, they are not equal, and if they are equal, they are not free," uh, which is a Solzhenitsyn quote. I didn't yeah. know that quote from him, but yeah, that's that's my uh, that's always my pushback when anyone talks about equality at all. I'm like, there is no such thing. Equality under the law, yes. Treat people equally under the law, yes. Um, but I like to be careful about equality, even equality of opportunity. It just doesn't exist. Like you know, I could never have been Michael Jordan, no matter how much I practice basketball. Um, did you see that Helen Pluckrose has started? It, it must
1: be systemic racism, Carter. Yes. Why yes. aren't you as racism. good as Michael Jordan? It's racism. Yeah. Um, I, I'm
0: waiting. Where's the systemic racism claim for the lack of Jews in the NBA? Is that a. I haven't seen a lot of those. It must be systemic system- racism. It
1: must be systemic racism. Uh, I might, yeah. I'm excited about this next one. Read this next one.
0: All right. Did you see that Helen Pluckrose has started a new organization called Counterweight Support to push back on SJWs within businesses? Well worth investigating. I did see that, but I haven't investigated it too much. But I, I did go to the website and, and check it out. Do you know much about it, Carrie?
1: Uh, I haven't investigated it a lot yet either, but I'm very excited about it. Everybody should go check it out. Counterweight.
0: Let's see if I can just find it. Yeah. Counterweight support. Here, I'll put it up on screen. Everyone can take a look at it. Uh, counterweight. Weighing in for liberalism, welcome to Counterweight. We're here to provide you with practical information and expert guidance to resist the imposition of the ideology that calls itself critical social justice on your day-to-day life. Our primary focus is on people who find themselves in situations that need to push back at this ideology in their place of work, university, children's school, or elsewhere, and defend their right to their own ethical frameworks for opposing prejudice and discrimination. Cool. Yeah, well... Good luck. Good luck with that. I think that's good. Uh, all right. Tachana says, human rights are a fine thing, but how can we make ourselves sure that our rights do not expand at the expense of the rights of others? A society with unlimited rights is incapable of standing to adversity. And that's a Solzhenitsyn quote. Well, I disagree with Solzhenitsyn on that because I think uh, by definition, if you understand, if you understand that rights are negatively defined, uh, you can't possibly violate someone else's rights. Uh, By you don't have a right to violate someone else's right. So you, um, for example, uh, if you have a right to free speech, um, you know, uh, or if you have, let's just say this, you have a right to property. uh, Well, that means that I can keep my property. And if you do anything to violate that right, like steal it, then you violated my rights. Um, So human rights properly defined are there's no conflict between properly defined human rights there is a conflict between human rights if you start including rights that aren't actually natural rights from an individual rights perspective like if you if you yes. stray from the natural rights that were originally envisioned and I don't think the enlightenment thinkers had it completely correct but they're pretty close like mm-hmm. if you stray far away from that well then yeah if you start saying things like housing is a human right which by the way Biden did say in that speech I didn't include that clip but He said, we have housing is a fundamental human right. Well, okay, then you have to violate someone else's rights to provide housing because housing doesn't spring up naturally from the ether, right? So you can't have a right, nothing that caught, you can't have a right that is only obtainable through the violation of someone else's rights. That's not what a right is. You can't do that. So um, I think unfortunately Solzhenitsyn is wrong about that because Unless he's using the word human rights in in quotes, recognizing that they're not individual rights, I don't. I don't can know what you
1: is, so. can you define what a right is?
0: Well, I mean, rights stem from the sovereignty of an individual to, of self ownership, basically, right? So, you know, you have a right to your life. Uh, I, I mean, I, it, I'm not going to go into whole natural law argument about it, but like, if we look at the the founding. I won't say the founding fathers but the founding fathers and enlightenment thinkers generally they used uh n- natural rights slash uh, uh what was the phrase that keith was that mentioned the other day that was in declaration of independence something like s- natural rights uh and the rights of the god of nature or whatever like mm-hmm. they they threw those together right um but uh you know a right is something, it's a negative. It's something people can't do X to me. That's what a right is. It's it's yes. people can't do X to me. Yes. So you can't say, people can't not give me a house, right? Like, <laughs> a right is like, people can't stop me from like holding my wallet, like having my thing. People can't take this thing from me. People can't make me shut up. People can't. Um, shoot me, right? They can't They can't initiate force against me. They can't they can't do these things to me. Rights are re- the relations between people. So like a right is saying, here's a barrier. These are things you can't do to me.
1: For example, people can't prevent me from pro- providing for my family.
0: Right. Right. Now, now people not say, well, wait a minute, that means you can run around murdering people. No, my actions are limited. If we live in a society where rights are respected, my actions are limited by the fact that murdering you is a violation of your rights. That's why I can't. And just from a like legalish perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so without talking about morals, so rights are, are like these rules about what, what can't be done to you. you, what you can't be forced to do. You can't be forced to do things right They're about what can't be done what the progressives of the late 19th century did was they started adding in rights that were, they, they started changing it to like, well, rights are things that you ought to get from quote society, which is ill-defined or the the government from other people. Rights became things that someone had to provide for you. And of course, if I have any right to something that someone has to provide for me, well, suddenly I have to violate their fundamental their rights. Right yes. to get it because they don't want it unless they want to provide it. Right. So yeah. that's, that's the fundamental issue. And you know, the analogy here that uh, people will find offensive, but I really like ladies, you have a right not to be raped. You own your mm-hmm. own bodies. I mean, guys do too, but you own your own bodies. You have a right to not be raped. You have a right to not have the initiation force used against you. You own your body. Similarly, I own the product of my labor. I own my wallet. You don't have a right to rape my wallet. That's not how that works. Those are the same thing. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: They're the same thing. The product of your labor, that's my time. I spent time and energy doing that. That's mine, right? You You can't take that away. You don't have a right to someone else's property. Having a right to someone else's property is equivalent to having their, their a right to their life. Because their life, their property is how they, that's how they live their life, it's how they provide for themselves. So, you know, I it's my body, my choice, right up until we say, well, what about, is, is my stuff part of my body? Like, would my labor? Is it my labor, my choice? No. What about minimum wage? Let's compare it to minimum wage. My body, my choice. Can I work for $5 an hour? No. So is it really my body, my choice? Because it's my body doing the work. Well, you can't choose to do that. Okay. So you don't actually believe my body, my choice. Right. You're just saying platitudes that get you the political agenda you want. You don't believe in rights.
1: Right. So Um, my body, my choice, is it my right to open my small business when I want to? Apparently not. No. I can't do that. I can't open it. But private companies can do what they want. Which you guys like to, the leftists like to right. scream that now about censorship. Uh, but private companies, private small businesses can't open if the government says they can't. Okay, right. Is and, it my and my body? Just shared with yeah. Me. Is it my body my choice when it comes to whether or not I'm forced to perform a service by the government? Am I going to be forced to bake a cake for a wedding that I don't want to bake a cake for? Am I going to be forced to wax the genitals of someone I don't want to wax the genitals of?
0: Yes, you are, Jessica slash Jonathan. (laughs) Um, So Beverly just shared this with me. uh, And this might be what Solzhenitsyn was discussing. This is from 1948. It's the, the UN, I guess, declared. I'm not a I don't pay attention to what the hell the UN does. When I'm talking about rights, I'm talking about actual philosophy and rights, not what a bunch of bureaucrats in Europe have decided. Uh, they have this Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, which I guess they did in December 1948, Resolution 217A. Thanks, thanks. Extra layer of government bureaucrats. I'm glad you have Res- Resolution 217A to tell us what we kind of, kind of should already know. Let's why don't you redefine some fundamental terms that so you can use it to screw us over later. Uh, All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. That doesn't even mean anything. They're endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. I this is just this is like reading bad philosophy where people just make claims. People should be nice to each other. All right. Thanks. Everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration. They have a right to life, liberty, and security of person. That's nice. I wonder if they conflict with anything. No slavery, torture, inhumane. Okay, this is all initiation of force stuff. Right to recognition everywhere as a person before the law. All before the law, are entitled to any discrimination, equal protection. Blah blah blah. I mean, that's just a that's a legal. Now they're they've crossed over into legal constructs. Uh, right to an effective remedy. These are legal. These are legal rights. Arbitrary arrest, detention, or exile. All this is, I mean, morally, this is all initiation of force anyway. Everyone is entitled to full equality to a fair and public hearing by independent blah, blah, blah. Right to freedom of movement and residence. Right to leave the country. Right to seek asylum. Right to a nationality. Blah, blah, blah. Marriage. Right to property, no one can be arbitrarily deprived of his property. Right to freedom of thought, <laughs> unless unless we don't like it, I guess. Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. Peacefully assemble. Can't be compelled to join an organization. This is a very long list. I'm not going to read. Oh, here, we're almost done okay i mean this is just an, this is like someone who's not philosophical enumerating a bunch of stuff half of which is redundant so, and probably I used to, part of which
1: is when i was uh I, I used to be a part of amnesty international um when i was in college mm-hmm. and i i used to carry around pocket versions of this the same way that you and keith have like pocket versions of the constitution <laughs> i was just looking through my drawer keith to see is my I dealer when it any. comes
0: to pocket constitution. Yeah,
1: yeah i've got some pocket uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights around here somewhere, <laughs> but um I don't know. it was good to look back over that list. I don't disagree with a lot of those though
0: no, a lot of them a lot of them are fine it's, nice. it's just it's like unnecessarily it's based on this i I, I think I, I didn't look i obviously you just saw you saw me that was the first time I've looked at it so I, I didn't read it thoroughly, but it seems to be based on this uh idea of like what governments are going to consider rights right it's it's based on this like rights come from organizations of bureaucrats and this is the list we give you um and instead of just saying you have the right to private property uh we have to enumerate all this other stuff and explain it and blah 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 and and then we're i mean it's weird cuz every nation violates almost all of these constantly so i don't know what this is supposed to mean like i don't see anything in here that like do i i have i mean I, obviously, I didn't read the whole thing, but as far as I can tell, if we go by these principles, I guess I have the right to my AR-15 everywhere in the world. It's property. Well, right they now. would.
1: I'm surprised they haven't made a lot of changes to this recently. Because what is this? Is oh, actually, like, wait. This is from I, 1948.
0: Well, they don't have to. I just found the key clause. Sorry. The most important clause. These rights and freedoms may in no case be exercised contrary to the purposes and principles of the United Nations. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have all these rights, uh, unless we don't like them. Then you don't have them at all. It's really funny. Okay. So so that la- it's at the very end. That's hilarious to me at the very end. It's like a clause in a legal contract, notwithstanding the foregoing F you.
1: Okay. Not with the foregoing. <laughs> None of this can be used against me if I change my mind. Um, yeah. And so, I look, I don't know what else you have for today, but we have done two hours. I'd like to wrap up I just up have a it. couple
0: super chats to go through. Let's That's do cool.
1: that, and then I'm going to end on a funny clip.
0: All right. Um, let's see. Pirate Tomsky says, I'm waiting for Biden to remove the mask, and it be Hillary saying, I got away with it. Scooby-Doo <laughs> style. That, Pirate Tomsky, that might make this whole thing worth it. As much as I despise her, it would be funny. Um, or
1: Free Nation, go what? ahead. Uh, I had another silly idea. Go ahead.
0: It would, yeah. Damn you, meddling kids! Someone, someone else needs to rip the mask off. I'm going to make a better effort. Oh, so this is Free Nation Radio, saying I'm going to make a better effort to avoid saying Biden said slash did X. Biden is almost wholly controlled by his handlers. He's not the one in charge.
2: Yeah,
0: no, it's a fair point uh dave omer gives us a dollar 67 and doesn't say anything just gives us a super chat um pirate tomsky says oh no one is talking about the covid butt testing coming out of china we already read that smile with faith oh yeah sorry okay uh i think that's it for super chats uh and beverly will yell at me if that's not correct but i think it is uh
1: (sighs) it's been a long one but god there's a lot somebody just asked in chat if we're going to talk about Dion said, are you please talk about the fact that black lives matter was nominated for a Nobel peace prize. I missed that news. I just looked it up. That's disgusting. I don't have anything else to say about it right now. Cause it makes me so angry. Again, we're living in a world of up is down, down is up. They push Marxism. They push racism. They push collectivism like they're evil. And yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course it got nominated for the Nobel peace prize. Um, I do want to, I do want to end on something funny though, since we were talking about Robin hood, Mm. And Robin Hood's messaging, the the marketing behind the name Robin Hood about stealing from the tax collectors and giving to the poor, and how Robin you want me
0: to pull this video up yes, while you're talking, pull this
1: video. up. And Robin Hood is the the app. Robin Hood is is cer- certainly not living up to their name because they are uh, preventing the average man, the preventing the common man, the plebes, the sheep. They're preventing us from buying certain stocks and they're also selling if you have an account at Robinhood, as we showed early in the stream they're selling your stocks without even consulting you um i hope they get i hope I they i right. hope I'm... they get taken to the cleaners anyway this is a just a fun little note uh to go out on from Robinhood, prince of thieves
0: all right you know you know what you're gonna do to us don't you right
1: what it's so short
0: sure.
1: We're only going to play from start at forty four seconds in.
0: I'm I'm starting. I'm just uh, right. you know, I'm just preparing you for the uh, the inevitable. We'll have to clip. We'll have to cut this out afterwards, uh, or get a copyright violation, which happens to us by the way the other day when we played the clip uh, from Bill Maher. Uh, we had to cut it out really? of the video, which loses all the chats. Um, and uh, yep, uh, I, we could fight it, but it's fighting YouTube is like fighting city hall. Okay. Here we go. Let's uh,
1: just imagine let this, this is the sheriff of Nottingham, which is in this case, it's an analogy for the cathedral. Reacting yeah. to the common man. And and uh, coming down with more uh, punishments. OK.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK. Here, Here we go.
3: Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him
1: for it?
0: (laughs) I'm going to interrupt just so that we don't get... uh, This will help us not to get in trouble. Also, I got to say, I really miss Alan Rickman.
1: I do too. (laughs) all the kitchen scraps
3: for lepers and orphans no more merciful beheadings and call off christmas
0: <laughs>
1: oh, you can stop it no there. more merciful beheadings <laughs> <is> the best <mess. laughs> no more merciful beheadings and look and look what he did at the end call off christmas what did they do about that what did they do for uh, christmas just recently they called it off here in austin adler steve at- mayor adler said don't go don't go celebrate Christmas with your family, guys. You can't. You can't, cause of the coup. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then we found out what was he doing behind our backs. He was taking a. Pri- he was at a, his daughter's wedding. Woohoo! With people from out of town, no masks. Then on a private jet to Cabo, where he gave us the video. He cropped it. He was in a hotel, did the video thing, saying we should all stay home and not celebrate with our families. But he was out in Cabo at Christmas. I just love the ending there. Cancel Christmas. <laughs>
0: it is pretty good. Anyway, pretty good. Uh... Well, this uh, this was a long coffee, but it was it was fun and good. And I hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the chats. I I I love that our chat is this active now. Uh, It's a little bit. I get a little bit discombobulated because I'm an old guy and I'm like doing 15 different things while while we're having a conversation. But uh, I really do love the chats. So right um, and keep that going.
1: Thank you, Sandy Kins, for the hat. I really love it. Oh,
0: that's one of your felt. Yes, Sandy
1: and um, we didn't really get into it today, but I am so tired. I'm so tired again of the masks. This is the one I've been oh. wearing lately. <laughs> um,
0: I just well, we're I'm, lifting it. Biden's president, so he's cured COVID. Things are going to get better. Don't worry. Oh,
1: sure. Well, he's doing a three month uh, mask mandate and fe- on federal property, but. I I don't know. I think we're at the place where, you know, the more absurd they're getting. You have to wear 2, you have to wear 4. They're trying to make wearing one seem reasonable. It's not. Quit wearing it. If you don't want to wear it, quit wearing it. If you want to wear it, go ahead and wear it. But if you don't want to, just quit. Just stop.
0: I think maybe maybe everyone on federal proper, property should have to be in a giant bubble and not be able to interact with anything else. I kind of like how the way I like what that might do to federal government. Uh, so that would be great if you, if you have to be in a giant bubble when you're on federal property, including, and especially all federal employees, um, 12, they won't be able to type 12 they won't masks, be able to Do anything. huge yeah. gloves.
1: Okay. Exactly.
0: In <laughs> fact, you know what? I'm really concerned about COVID for the federal employees. I think the federal government should just shut down for a while. Just no one should be allowed on any federal property at all yeah. for some period of time. Mm. Mm. All right.
1: Thank you it's guys for tuning in. If it's your first time here, this was our live show. We do Mondays and Fridays. It's called Cafe Break. You can visit us online at unsayspace.com We are. We just did um, book club recently this past Sunday. We're going to be doing, this month we're doing fiction. We're doing Thought Criminal by Michael Rechtenwald. And you can go to unsayspace.com to our book club page to get a link to buy this. Um, we we have an affiliate link if you want to follow that um, and then also we if you want to support us we have a subscribe star we have a lot of other ways to donate you can go to unsafespace.com to the um, donate page and find those we do have a gab we have minds we have a miwi we have a lot of we're on a lot of alternative platforms we are still banned from twitter we still have not received um, any communication from them on why we're banned. We were banned on January 11th. We're still banned from Twitter. Um, and uh, uh, is that is that everything? Oh, and we have a Clips channel here on YouTube if you want to follow Clips and get short content, Unsafe Space Clips. And we have a new series out on yes, Unsafe Space. Yes,
0: which I mentioned at the beginning, okay. but uh, you, should, you should plug it again.
1: It's awesome. We have a new series out with Comics Division, and you should go subscribe to his channel if you're not already. Um, it's Comics, C-O-M-I-X, division. Um, he, he is a former comic book fan. We got to do an interview with him and he, uh, critiques, you know, SJW culture in comic books, but on our channel, he is now, uh, doing his great reset series. So you can find that here at, on unsafe space. Uh, yep. I'm very excited about that. He's very smart. He's funny. And he has a great radio voice. I think it rivals, yes, it almost rivals mystery. Chris's voice. Like they, the two of them, yeah, they both have great, great voices. Yeah. Anyway, by the
0: way, can I, uh, I just want to say something about social media. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this. We are, we're doubling down on Gab and minds and locals. Those are the three that we're focusing on. We're going to start focusing on, we haven't done a lot on locals and we've just started doing more on Gab and minds. The reason for that is, uh, as you know, Parlors kind of dead at the moment. MeWe has announced that it's, it's, it's basically virtue signal that it's going to be doing content censorship. So uh, there's not a huge reason for us to be pushing MeWe anymore. As Carrie mentioned, we're still banned from Twitter. Uh, we are on Facebook and we have a lot of people there, so we'll st- still be there. But um, if you're looking for a place to go, I would really recommend Gab Minds or Locals. Find something there that you like uh, because that's where you're most likely to. Uh, not get banned. That's where we're most likely to not get banned. Uh, one of those three platforms. So, um, and if the one last going, thing: if Go you're going to
1: Gab, we are unsafe. We're just unsafe on Gab because somebody else took unsafe space. We are unsafe yes. on Gab. I just and started, mines. and on Minds. I just started a new account on Gab. I'm Carrie Smith, K-E-R-I Smith. It's brand new because they wouldn't let me change my old one.
0: I thought you were um, former SJW or something. That's who
1: I was, but they won't let you change your handle and I want oh. my name, so I'm changing it. So I'm there as of today. Um it's slow right now, but they're it's slow because they have their they're running their own server. So like they're they're trying to do this all on their own and really they, get they off They
0: run their stuff. own servers. They, they actually servers. have been banned by Visa. So to pay for like a Gab Pro account, you have to mail them a check or do you can do an electronic check, but like you wow. can't use a credit card. You can't wow. go through PayPal. You can't go through Stripe. So um, they've had to build a lot of stuff. Someone asked also about Library and Odyssey. We get a lot of, I, we get a lot of like, you guys should be on BitChute and Library. I, I don't, I don't know what to say to people who don't even read one description of one show. Where at the bottom it says we're on Library and on shoot. Here's the link. We are. We are on Library and BitChute. Uh We're not on. Um, We're not on Rumble or Daily Motion yet, or DLive. There's a few we're not on that we're working on, but we are on BitChute and we are on Library. I like Library better. It's, um, again, a little bit slow to kind of get going sometimes, but it's pretty consistent, and I will speak for the team. The team is awesome. They are uh, responsive, they're supportive, they've fixed bugs for us. So uh, I don't have any interest in Library, I'm just, you know, financial interest. I just, I, I like their platform. So, uh, okay. I'm sorry. One last thing that someone wrote a chat about this that I, we haven't talked about, it. I just want to quickly mention it. I don't have any of the stories pulled up. So I'm just going to do this from memory. Uh, someone mentioned that Biden signed this order to like convert, uh, the government vehicles to electric vehicles. The interesting thing about that is Nancy Pelosi, I believe it was in December, bought uh, something like 500,000 to a million dollars worth of options in Tesla. Uh, I'm sure unrelated, I'm sure completely unrelated, Uh, but you know, just just wanna throw that out there. Okay, (laughs) I guess that's it. Carrie, have a good day.
1: Have a good day. Have a weekend, have a good weekend. Be kind to people if you can. If you have it within you,
0: <laughs> you don't have I'm to. Tired.
1: Be I'm honest. Really tired. Have a good weekend.
0: <laughs> be honest with people. Tell them what you really think. That's I'm going to counterbalance.
1: Honest way. and kind. It's <laughs> if those two <laughs> okay. things are at odds, then choose honesty.
0: Yeah, that's right. There we go. There <laughs> there, go. yeah. There okay. We
1: go.
0: All right. Have Have a good weekend. Okay. Bye. Um, I will. I uh, will see you later, and I will see everyone else uh, later. So, take care, everyone. Let's see if this, uh, end credits works. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, Please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there.
5: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please avoid any and all agreement with the opinions of these individuals. Also, don't forget to get FBI approval before tweeting your memes. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Here's a fun fact, on average, you commit three felonies every day. But we're willing to overlook that. computer voice Curtis never mind that last line is fake news please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately there will be cake